Hey, it's Sunday night special emergency edition to the Sunday podcast on the Bill Simmons podcast. As always on the Ringer podcast network, we are brought to you by our presenting sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Having a high sports IQ, it's important. Just look at poor J.R. Smith. They were chaining MVP when he was at the line for game two tonight and the game was in Gold State. Whoops. It turns out a, a, a high high sports IQ matters. You know what else matters? A high hiring IQ. And not a lot of people have it. That's why you need ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. It's so effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event for NBA, NHL, baseball, whatever. Just don't buy tickets to Game 7 of the NBA Finals this year. I'm not sure it's happening. Use promo code BS and you get 20 bucks off. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. Check out TheRinger.com. Lots of good pop culture stuff up there from, from uh, the end of last week. We also have the Recapables podcast with Billions as well as Westworld Recapables. That's up right now. And uh, and coming up, we put this podcast up Sunday uh, morning, West Coast time. It was Andy Samberg and Jesus and Mara tape between game one and game two of the NBA Finals. But we promised that Sunday night after game two, I was going to come back on. We're just going to add to that podcast a little special emergency edition. That's coming up right after our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, it is Sunday night. Nephew Kyle is here. I'm here. Just witnessed uh, the Steph Curry show in Oakland, California. You know what I realized tonight? And I've noticed this when I was in Philly for game four. I'm not trying to start trouble with Simmons and Embiid. But I noticed this during the Celtics Sixers game. Embiid was the favored son in the in the arena and in the stands and was the one they loved the most. That doesn't mean they didn't love Ben Simmons. It was an unconditional love for Joel Embiid. He's just their guy. He's the process guy. He adopted the process. Loves the process. Nickname, tried to nickname himself the process. Didn't take. When your name is Joel, you don't need a nickname. But anytime he did anything well... In those games, it just brought the crowd an extra level of joy. And I'm not sure every city has a guy like that, but I think some cities do. And, you know, I think Tatum's going to be that guy for the Celtics. You can kind of feel it already. Kyrie was resonating with the fans in an unbelievable way, but I, I think Tatum will be the guy ultimately. And it, it, a lot of it has to do with just the start to finish aspect of the whole thing. You know, when you have the guy from day one and you watch him, grow into something special and you feel like you were there the whole time. And you could feel that tonight in Oakland for game two. You know, they love Durant. They love Clay. They love Draymond. They love the team. They have great fans. It's a top five fan base. They really do affect the game. 
I thought uh, the the MVP chant for J.R. Smith was savage. It made me laugh. I don't think he did anything productive after after that chant. I think it actually worked. It got in his head a little bit. But the point is, when Curry's going, that crowd goes to another level and the atmosphere and the electricity of it. And, you know, he was really special in that. He, he made a couple of, of uh, just outrageous shots and was really feeling it and looked like the Steph from 2015. And he's had flashes of that. And he's certainly, you know, he's one of the best five or six guys in the league still. But in the finals... I can't really remember him owning a finals game like that. Like, he didn't win the finals MVP in 2015. Iguodala did. 2016, he was hurt. He actually was really good in game four, which has become a forgotten game of that 2016 finals because Draymond uh, punched LeBron in the balls at the end of it. But if you watch that game, the Cavs are going all out there trying to tie the series, and the Warriors played great. Steph was really good in that game and hit some big shots. And... You left that game thinking, oh, the Warriors are going back-to-back. That's it. Then Draymond gets suspended. The series flips, and you know the rest. Last year um, just wasn't – it was kind of Durant's team last year in the in the finals. It was There was the partnership, but it was really Durant was the alpha dog of that finals and went toe-to-toe with LeBron and hit the biggest shot of the series and – was just playing the best basketball of his life at the perfect time and was seeing everything and was becoming kind of had become the player we'd always wanted him to be. Steph in this finals, it's starting to feel like this is his finals. I I was surprised when I saw, I looked at the finals MVP odds this morning and Durant was still the favorite to win the finals MVP. I did not think he didn't have like a great game in, in game two. I wouldn't even say it or game one. I didn't even think he had a very good game in game one. And Steph was clearly the matchup problem, I think, for the Cavs in this series. You just got to pay attention to him all the time. He can't lapse, can't do anything. And I thought what I saw was Steph just, he finds these windows where you either forget about him or he's coming off a pick or, you know, this new play that they have where he passes to Jordan Bell or he passes to whatever, uh, who's the other, JaVale McGee, whoever. He passes them on the baseline and it seems like the play's over. And then all of a sudden he's running behind them for the corner three and they pass it through their legs to him. I don't, I, I know they started that play this year. That play is ridiculous. I can't believe it even exists. But it just was like the full peak of the powers. Steph Curry is probably the best shooter we've ever seen. Um, he's finally seems healthy. And he's got the right team around him. The balance of the team as well. I thought Durant was awesome tonight. You know, he, we left that game. I think every game you kind of look at it and you go, it belongs to somebody, right? Game one was the J.R. Smith game. <laughs> Probably much to his chagrin. Game two was the Curry game. And I think you, you when you go through the finals, each game kind of ends up belonging to somebody. And sometimes if it's somebody who's truly great, a couple of the games belong to them. But I felt like game two, this was the Curry game. And when he made that ridiculous fall away, moon ball heave in the fourth quarter at the end of the shot clock, what was great about it, it was no different than the game one shot he made at halftime. He he takes these ridiculous shots and you think they're going in. You think they have a chance. We were filming. We filmed for the HBO show we're doing. We were filming his pregame shooting routine. And really blowing it out, you know, just like here's here's what it's like. And 
he does these runway, this runway shot at the end of every shooting routine after he goes through it with the bearded guy who you know as the bearded guy. And he's in the runway and he's like 40, 45 feet away and he always takes one last shot. And sometimes he makes it. And today he made it and the crowd went nuts. And it seemed like a like a bad omen for the Cavs when he made that one. And then he came out and just just eviscerated them. I thought Durant was awesome as well. And he's going to kind of get relegated to the shadows of it. But the all-around game that he played, <coughs> the, uh, the defense that he played on LeBron, they're doing a couple things. And I, I, I have no idea if the announcers are talking about this on TV or not, but sorry, I'm taking a swig of water. They are uh, trying to pick LeBron up either full court or at midcourt, and they just don't ever want him to be that comfortable. They want to just kind of be in his chest. They don't want him to have a head of steam. And they are just trying to make it difficult for him. They are trying not to ever have him be that comfortable. Durant is a big reason for that. Durant guarded him a lot in this game. And when he doesn't guard him, then Draymond comes over and he guards him. They're kind of the perfect team to play him. Now, the catch is, it felt like LeBron had a shit game in the arena. It's like, oh man, LeBron doesn't have it tonight. He looks tired. Oh, he's really off. And he ended up with 29 points and 13 assists. So even even LeBron's B-plus game would be probably the best game of, of 80% of the players in the league season. But... They did a good job of kind of forcing the other guys to beat them. And, you know, as a Celtics fan, watching Jeff Green just stink in these first two games, like, don't think I didn't mention that to everyone around me for uh, both nights. It's like, really? Jeff Green? Now you're going to stink? After after you showed up in game six, game seven in Boston? So frustrating. But I really think only three guys showed up for the Cavs tonight, and I thought they got really been out of shape from the officiating and they did have some bad calls go against them. They, they LeBron in particular just seems like he's absolutely apoplectic that he's not getting officiated better. I was sitting under the basket and the Cavs were on my basket in the first half. And I actually did think there were some plays where he did get fouled. I do think he wants for calls too much in general, but in this game, I do think that they were really letting him play and really letting him get banged around and, he was frustrated. But more importantly, the Warriors, you know, the JaVale McGee coming in the first quarter and uh, starting the game and the way they were using him off of uh, screening rolls and things like that, that was a new wrinkle. Putting Durant on LeBron more. LeBron was trying to guard Durant on the other end, which I thought kind of wore him down a little bit. But it's funny. You know he's superhuman because when he gets tired, everybody kind of noticed, like, oh, my God, he's tired. Oh, his shoulders are heaving. Wow. Wow, the guy gets tired. But he definitely was. He got a little tired there in the second quarter. I thought he, you know, I assume at halftime, they just, they have vials and vials of blood from the children of the Cleveland area that they just, he just drinks to gain, gain energy or whatever he does. Puts, probably puts electrolytes in young children's blood. I don't know. But he came back, he had more energy in the second half, but it didn't really matter. The Warriors at home against this Cavs team, when you think of it this way, they should have lost game one potentially by a miracle, the miracle of, of J.R. Smith, the miracle of St. J.R. After that happened, they weren't losing two games at home to the Cavs, the one they really should have lost game one and then this one. 
And I felt like a sap because I thought the I really thought the Cavs were going to come right at them. And there were moments when they got within four, where they got within six, and and you've kept waiting for LeBron to turn on the Nas Fast and Furious style, but he just couldn't do it. Curry was Curry just made too many outrageous shots, nine threes, crazy. So what happens now? We are in trouble for if you want in a long finals. You know this is not the Celtics. This is not falling down 0-2 to Terry Rozier. This is falling down 0-2 to two guys that are really look great. And, you know, there's moments with the Warriors, they haven't been able to tap into it consistently. But when Durant and Curry are going at the same time, it, the team is just breathtaking. It really is. And then Clay's doing his little thing. Clay seemed okay today. He, uh, you know, we'd heard various reports the last couple of days about what might be wrong with his ankle, all that stuff. And, um, he seemed okay. He didn't. He, he was moving all right. They got a little bit from David West. Team just looks good. Guess what? When you have three of the best shooters of all time and two of the best five guys of all time and four guys that made the All Star team, you're you're in good shape. So it goes back to Cleveland. I thought it was interesting. I looked up the line. Cavaliers getting four and a half points in Game Three. So I think Vegas has has turned off their belief in this Cavs team. Now, I will remind you, the odds of LeBron shooting about 38 free throws in game three are, are high. We don't know who the refs are, but the Cavs are going to be lobbying for calls nonstop over the next next 24 hours. LeBron, we talked about this before, he's like Shaq, you can call it whatever, however you want. Every time he's banging into people, it could go either way. It's a no call, it's a foul, it's a charge, it's a reach in, you just don't know. And the crowd's going to be going nuts. I, I promise you. And rightfully so, because I don't think they got a totally fair shake from the officials the first two games. Those Cavs fans, they have like, I don't think, I don't think they have like a top three crowd, but it's definitely like a top three angry crowd. That crowd, that, that crowd does not F around. They, they, uh, when they feel aggrieved, they will let you know. They will scream at everybody. There's real anger in there. There's the Midwest is so nice too, but man, they don't like it when their team doesn't get calls. They're going to be on those refs. LeBron is going to be on those refs. And my prediction, just thinking about this here on a Sunday night in San Francisco, uh, I, I predict like a very kind of hostile environment, especially hostile environment. Because if you're a Cavs fan. I would do this if it was the Celtics. You'd be like, man, we got screwed in game one. We didn't get called in game two. What the hell? What's going on here? Does the league, ooh, the league just wants just wants their golden boys to win? And you bring that into the game and you're just angry and you're mad. But uh, anyway, game two in the books. It was the Steph Curry game. Special player. I don't know where he ranks. I, I've been kind of secretly working on my Pantheon. And trying to figure out where he goes. He's been in the league since 2009. I think this is his 10th season. He's the best shooter I've ever seen. He is um, surprisingly feisty. There was a moment, actually, I don't know if the TV cameras caught it, but he took a shot in front of the Cavs bench. And I think he thought Kendrick Perkins tried to trip him or something and just went right at him. It was like he was going to fight Kendrick Perkins. My money would have been on Perkins. But... He just, he doesn't take shit. He's, I think there's, he has this reputation of being soft and he's not. And I don't know. He just doesn't take it. Game one, he went right at LeBron. I I actually watched the telecast on, uh, on Saturday to see if they showed that LeBron part. The TV 
didn't really do it justice of what that was like in person. LeBron pinned his block, talked some shit. Steph went right at him and was really like sarcastic kind of John with him. And uh, I don't know. Steph, Steph doesn't take shit. He's not like a traditional alpha dog, but I do think he is somebody that uh, that's definitely sticks up for himself and is definitely a tough MFer. Anyway, awesome game by him. We uh, we are going to be back from from Cleveland, so that's going to be the next time you hear from me. We're going to have some fun people on the pod. And we're I don't know if we're doing two or three this week, but this was a special one on Sunday. But stay tuned on that. And then uh, coming up, right after we take a quick little break, these are these. If you heard this podcast before, you can stop now. If you haven't heard it yet, Andy Sandberg, we taped this over the weekend. Jesus and Mara, same thing, taped over the weekends. A lot of it was concentrated on where the finals was going after game one, stuff like that. But with Andy Samberg, we talked a whole bunch of stuff about SNL and uh, and growing up as a Warriors fan. Somehow I forgot to ask him about Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I'm an idiot. But we'll talk. He's coming back over the summer, so we'll talk about that with that again. And then the Bodega Boys came on, and we talked about the finals, LeBron, JR. We talked about Red Sox, Yankees. Talked about Fortnite. Because Fortnite is uh, ruining our school systems right now. So we did that. So anyway, that is coming up. Andy Sandberg, Deez is a uh, right after this. Hey, you're trying to find the perfect gift for Father's Day? Omaha Steaks delivers hand-trimmed, flash-frozen, and vacuum-sealed meats directly to your door at an Omaha Steaks cooler. I know this is true because they sent me some. And it was delicious. We made a whole bunch of them. Right now, Omaha Steaks offering my listeners a limited time Father's Day package for only $49.99 at 78% off. It's really an amazing deal. Go to omahasteaks.com, search BS, and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package. This is what they sent me. It includes two filet mignons, two sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha Steak burgers, four jumbo franks. Those were really good, by the way. 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, also really good. One, uh, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet. Man, I'm getting hungry. Plus, get four more Omaha steaks burgers free with purchase. Again, get this limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com. Type BS in the search bar, add the Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait, this offer ends soon. It's Friday afternoon, San Francisco, California. Yes. Andy Sandberg is here. Big time. Now you're like a regular. This is like your second time in second less time. than a year. It, now it's pretty. it's got to be like monthly. Oh, we're, we're getting you for the rewatchables. What are we doing? Rocky three? <laughs> what do you <laughs> yes, want to do? We, yeah, we, uh, What's your dream scenario for the, for, to do a movie? Was it, was it the Rockies we talked about doing? Yeah. Which one do you care about the most? I'm a Rocky four. Rocky four. Great. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a don't sleep on Tommy Gunn guy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, I I really enjoyed that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have conflicted feelings about that one. I, maybe if I rewatched it, I'd I don't like brain damaged Rocky. I don't like brain damaged anybody with my favorite movie characters. It's interesting. We were just talking about how the new Sicario trailer looks like the leap from Rocky One to the Rocky franchise. Oh, you think this is it? Every year they're doing Sicario. Well, I don't know. Just, Sicario. It looks so much more popcorny than the original. Is that good or bad? remains to be seen it hasn't even come out why Far be it for me to damn a film i haven't seen <laughs> i watched the trailer <laughs> i watched the trailer between three and 22 times and i'm in 
Yeah. I'm just oh, blind in. I'm definitely going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. No you, why haven't you done a parody of one of those movies where you have to go to South America to <laughs> get something? But Budget. But budget, that's yeah. why. Budget is why so many good parodies don't happen because of budget. So it's hard to parody an action movie. Yeah, if you want to do it well. I mean, Yorma directed MacGruber, and they did some good action in that, and that movie was very cheap. And MacGruber, it's like its destiny from the get-go was to become a cult classic down the road, which <laughs> yeah, happened I think within the, like the two years. The poster said the, the future cult classic. <laughs> and now that's where it is. Yeah, it was like from the sketch that you weren't sure you were liking. Yeah. <laughs> The it's funny, incredible. That movie, I had Will Ferrell on my podcast last year talking about Step Brothers. Yeah. And how people were so angry at Step Brothers when it came out. And then it had this second life. And now it's this classic, but it just wasn't the case when it came out. I mean, that's it's also frustrating. That's in Will, Will Ferrell perspective. It still made like 85 million. Yeah. To him, that's a complete <laughs> failure. Oh, yeah. It was a bust. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> uh, you're here for the comedy. <laughs> You're here for the comedy festival? Yeah, we're doing our first concert tonight. So Lonely this is Island. it. The last time you were on the podcast, you said, yeah, I think we're going to do some Lonely Island concerts. This is the one. This is it. This we is did, it. We did a warm-up show in Pasadena. It a was, warm-up show? It was, and I quote, lit AF. How many people? Uh, about 1,200. In Pasadena? In Pasadena. How, uh, how long was the concert? Uh, a little over an hour. We've got it. We've got it dialed into basically exactly an hour because there's city ordinance here tonight, so it has to be exactly an hour. And are you Andy Samberg? Or are you other? Are you various people during the concert? It's the Lonely Island, and then yes, there are some characters embodied throughout the course of the show. Yeah. Is there any point you're Andy Samberg? Yeah, I mean, anytime I'm not wearing a wig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? The most the the time that it's really the three of us is when we're doing like bits and banter. When we're rapping, it's a character for sure. Is this the first thing you've done with those guys in a while where you've like seriously collaborated? Uh, well, we did Popstar, which was not that long ago. That was two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Um, and Akiva and I have been working on some stuff. Um, by the time people hear this, it'll already have happened, right? Yes. So we have a song, uh, me and Akiva have a song as the Bash Brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been working on some of that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely apropos here i sat at game one of the finals i sat next to barry bonds oh yeah i saw him on uh i didn't see you i was right next to him oh yeah he, he was by the way when uh i feel like when something great happened for the warriors they were cutting around and he looked pretty grumpy i was like is he not pulling for the dubs it was weird he he had a weird connection with lebron james yeah so and at before the game they kind of nodded at each other and Got i it. said like you guys buddies? And he was like, well, you we're, know. We're all I, times. We're all time greats. Well, that no, that's literally what he Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't know. What do you mean? And he's like, <laughs> you know, it's like we all know each other. And I'm like, like all the great players is like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That makes sense. So I was like, it's like a great player club. And he's like, yeah. How do you feel about Bonds? I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. I wanted to tell him that. Yeah. I've probably written mean stuff about him in the past, but uh -huh. I think everybody did. But um, I just, we don't know who's cheating and who's not cheating and what's going on and who I does what. And, and he was great before too. He, he was the best left fielder I ever saw. Yeah. And then he had this whole other career when he, you know, he's clearly smaller than he was. I don't know what he did. None of us were, it was, there were no rules against anybody doing anything back then. Yeah. I think it's crazy. I've written this, but 
you know, the Hall of Fame is like a museum. Mm-hmm. It captures, it would be like if you had a comedy museum and you'd be like, yeah, Doug Kenny can't be in. He had a cocaine problem. Well, that would rule almost every Well, that would be like 90% <laughs> of comedians. There'd just be a cocaine wing. Yeah, you're like, Belushi can't be in. He did cocaine on the set of Animal House, so he's out. It's like, what? Should there just be a, like a steroid or a PED wing of the Hall of Fame? Or a PED Hall of Fame. Just a PED. <laughs> just who did it best. <laughs> well, Jose's number one, motherfucker. I would say Lance Armstrong. He went like, oh, yeah, yeah. How many, how many Tour de France's in a row did he win? All of them. And then he gets caught. <laughs> he lies. He besmirches all these other people. He gets caught. And then admits he got caught. I think he might have even gotten jail time or he yeah. got out of jail time. Yeah. And he's like, I, hey, man, I'm sorry. Hey, you want to listen to the Lance Armstrong podcast? It's going. Yeah. I worked with him recently. He, yeah. did, he did our HBO That's right. thing. Yeah. And he's just completely reinvented himself. He was pretty chill. I don't know what else to say. He was super chill. It's <laughs> like... Do you have to give those back? I always wondered, like, the, like you must win something from, do you have to mail the trophies back to France? Uh, is there a trophy for the I don't Tour know. de France? It's probably like a bracelet. It's cycling. Probably it's got like, like a like headband. A super dope bracelet. <laughs> headband combo. Headband with like little gems on you it. You like collect the set. If you win like a bunch <laughs> in a row, you get the whole matching you outfit. Like six of them. <laughs> I, like, if it, like if it's happening in basketball, and even if it was, they would just gloss over it. Or if it's like if. Well, One of the stars filled a drug test they would just throw in the garbage. But isn't everyone in basketball smoking weed? That's my understanding. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may or may not be staying in the same hotel as one of the two teams that's playing in the finals that sure. doesn't live in San Francisco. Yes. And I I don't I'm not positive a couple of them are on my floor, but I walked back to my room. Yeah. About two hours after the game, and it was like up in smoke with Chicha yeah. Chong. After the, the game. Yeah. yeah, after that, no, one, I would it might have been might have been friends, family, yeah, exactly, all that stuff. But like, I got, I got a contact tie just going from yeah eight rooms down. So who knows? Puffing, I, I think on that good good. Well, they always <laughs> <laughs> the rule with the rule with the NBA is you get four tests during the year, mm-hmm. and then I think after the fourth, that's it. And none so if your the test finals. is in like yeah, if your test is like March twelfth, and that's the fourth one, you're good. <laughs> It's like a free for power to them. I mean, I I saw that whole thing on Real Sports about how um, so many athletes use it for pain, which makes sense. I mean, if it's legal in different states at this point, you should start. You know, I just think better that than like Percocet and all that. I agree. Yeah, the Percocets are crazy. People and it's so addictive. Brett Favre almost died from painkillers and stuff, but he wouldn't have almost died from pot. He just would have been happier and he would watch the big lebowski probably more probably more probably would have seen more than he already does which is a lot right did you see game one i did would you would you think about the uh the jr brain fart it It was was very jr smith it It was was weird character it was i feel like everyone's letting hill off the hook for missing me too to me i was like if he makes that i'm as you know die hard warriors yes we're gonna talk about that grew up watching them live and die for them and so you're a real Warriors fan, not like the oh, yeah. 2013 bandwagon Warriors No, no, fan. no. I was just thinking about, because we were talking about how happy we are. They're good now. And I was thinking about those playoffs when Barkley used to just devour them. We're yeah. Like, we got a good 56 team this on C-Web. year. Yes, exactly, exactly. So this is a very special time for Warriors fans. Yeah. But that game, if, if, uh, if Hill makes that free throw this season, I don't know. I'm sure you've noticed. 
I don't feel like the Warriors hit game-winning shots with less than 10 seconds on the clock this year. I, Isn't Curry like 0 for 6 or something Yeah, like that? I don't yeah. remember it happening a lot this season, and I feel like it's a little bit of a is it is it Steph or is it KD kind of a situation in those those moments. Right. Um, but that's, I'm, you know. It was like hypothesis. SNL in like 07. It was like, is this Hater's team or Andy's team? <laughs> what was, is it? How do we figure it this out? It was Wiggs' team. There's no <laughs> doubt about whose team it was. It was Wiggs. And then we were all there to just do you're cool just, other stuff. You're, you're like J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. <laughs> she was in every sketch. Uh, I was going to ask you about that, actually, because this whole Cavs team revolves around LeBron. I always felt like SNL cast and NBA teams were very similar. The hierarchy of it and how you need, probably need eight or nine years. guys. Certain years. When, the, when Anytime you have someone like an Eddie Murphy that doesn't, that's, or a feral, like no matter how good everyone else is, you're just like, oh, my God, I'm witnessing something really special. So that's like LeBron right now. Agreed. It's like a Will Ferrell career year where it's just like get out of his way and let yeah. him do his thing. Kevin Love played great. He did. Yeah. Well, Will Ferrell had good good oh, castmates yeah. really in, the, good. in the peak Will Ferrell years. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, the, the SNLs can go either everybody's involved and it's different yeah. people carrying different things or it's like you just have this monster one cast yes, member yes. and then everything fuels through that person. I might be exaggerating a little. Our cast was pretty, pretty, uh, your, your solid. cast was that yeah. when end was, of last decade was pretty when crazy. When bridesmaids happened, it was kind of over though. Cause that yeah. was so huge. Yeah. Um, but we had like, we had some years where you look around the table read and it was like, Oh man, I'm excited to see what everybody's doing here. And everybody kind of went on to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We have a very successful cast. I feel very proud to have been Bill there. Bill Hader is now a murderous hitman. Yeah. Have you watched you the whole series? Oh my God. It's so good. I, I actually hate, was I like, where so does good. this go? How do they wrap this up? <laughs> yeah. Then the last three were the best three. Bill, I, I text Bill every time he does anything. I'm like, you motherfucker. You're yeah. so fucking good. It makes me sick. That show was excellent. Yeah. The cool thing excellent. about it is. And the acting is great. The acting is great. And it could have ended like the whole show could have ended on that last episode. If yeah. it got canceled or something, it still could have, that just could have been the show. It was a really good ending. Yeah. Very well thought out. Everything worked. It was also funny. Winkler and the woman who played the lead detective were incredible. Yes. The bald guy who plays the like very polite gangster is incredible. I'm a gackhead. <laughs> like it's all so well done. You're not, are you old enough to remember when Henry Winkler was the coolest person in the universe? I mean, I watched Happy Days. He really was the coolest person in the universe. He went to college with my parents. The coolest, actually, two people were him and John Travolta. Yeah. tells you a little bit about what 1977 was like. Travolta, Those were our culture setters. When you see those old clips of Travolta, though, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, he he was hot shit. I think he's had more great dancing moments than any other human being ever. I was thinking about this. There was this Instagram video that was going around of him at Khan. Uh Uh-huh. And he's dancing on the stage in Khan. He's like, you know, 100 now. He has one of his 100 wigs on. <laughs> and, and I was like, this guy's been doing this now for 40 plus years. He's yeah. Saturday Night Fever, Urban Cowboy, Grease. Pulp Fiction. Um, Pulp Fiction has, that's like the kind yeah. of the sneaky best scene in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. But all the way through. And it's just like, but dude, yeah, you can do it, man. He can move his um, bod. LeBron, back to game one, though. Yes, yes. So... You thought you were going to lose. I thought we were going to lose. when The charge on Durant, and then they flip it, which I've never seen in my life. Uh, it was a tough one. If I was a Cavs I've just never fan, seen them pissed. review that and then be like, oh, actually, we screwed the call Well, up, the refs so. said that they had doubt as to whether or not he was in the restricted zone. Everyone else says it was very obvious to them, but obviously to them, they had doubt. And then mm. once they were reviewing that, they are allowed to overturn based on something else. It's pretty sketchy. 
It seemed a little sketchy. It's great for you. I loved it. And I'll say this. <laughs> You're like, great review. <clears throat> I'll say this. If I was a Cavs fan, I'd be furious. Yeah. But as a Warriors fan, especially two years ago in the finals, I was them with all those calls on Steph in game six in Cleveland. Oh, I forgot about that. Where they fouled him out. He threw the mouth guard, which was, again, not cool. But a lot of those calls were like him like touching a dude with his finger, and then he got fouled out or whatever. It was like, it happens. In every finals, there's a game where everyone's like, those calls were bullshit. Yeah. And last night was that one going for us. So I'll take it, and I also agree it was weird. Last year, <laughs> game four, going for the sweep was another one of those games. Yes. Clay got a bunch of fouls. Uh -huh. uh, it was just, it was clear very early. It was like, this game is not going. To also, work. like, I feel like no one is confused that the home team gets calls, right? Like yes. it happens every single playoff series. It makes sense. Yeah. It you happens these during the three season Three human too. beings who are officiating. There's yes. 20,000 people there who are ready to be very angry at them at any point in time. Yeah. And it just, I went to Philly, Boston game four in Philly. Yeah. And Philly's getting every call in that game. And yeah. I was going nuts, but I also understood it. <laughs> It's yeah. like the Philly fans are crazy and the refs at some point human nature takes over. Yeah. And you start subconsciously seeing things. The craziest one was Harden not getting his flop fouls in game seven. Yeah. The last series. His like throwing his arms under people. He forgot to reorder the flop foul package. <laughs> he'd only he only ordered for six games. He forgot to subscribe. That I've never seen anything like that cold streak. That was, the Rockets. I, I've been. You've saying, never seen anything like it until the Celtics, the game before, where they missed <laughs> all the same open threes. Is, was, what is that? Just nerves? Yeah, you know, I talked about it with a couple of different people, and it's actually not nerves. I think it's adrenaline. Uh, I don't think it's like. Oh, interesting. Because I was going to say my other guess would be fatigue because of the short man rotation and without Paul. So that's part of it too. You yeah. have a ton of adrenaline early because yes. because the crowd. The energy is just different. They came out hot. The crowd is like, you can feel it. It's like a coliseum. Yeah. And I think these guys come in and they, and they don't pace themselves correctly, mm -hmm. but then you shorten the rotations. Yeah. Second half, shots are short. Yeah. But like, they think about- They CP. He would have calmed him down. All right, first time on SNL, because Hater told me this, that <laughs> they were always very careful of when to put somebody in an opening sketch. Yeah. You almost you did you didn't throw a year one cast member in the opening sketch. You right, had right, to ease right. them into it. You're talking about the cold open. The cold yeah. open. Yeah, the live from New York. The first time you did that, did you have adrenaline or were you nervous? Uh, I was a little nervous, but I actually I did so little political stuff that it took me a while to be in one. Right. So by that time, <laughs> by you that were time, used I was more comfortable. I think it may even have been post Lazy Sunday, which was the our big like moment on the show that sort of broke me. Yeah. So after that, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. And then there's the live stuff. Because Hater would have, <laughs> Hater would actually get nervous. Like he would get like physically he still ill gets and nervous. stuff. Yeah, he's, he's still, just a nervous He has guy. issues. It, it, clearly, I should get more nervous and I'd be a better actor like him. I don't think athletes can get nervous like that. I think actors and performers can get it and fight through it and yeah. do it. But I think if you're an athlete, if, if you're being compromised like that, it's actually going to, you know, if you're just moving on blind instinct. Right. And you're it kind of so fast. rattled. It's... You know. I think the free throw line is where you get nervous. Or George if Hill. If, or if you're too open. Right? Or if you're too open. That's what killed me yesterday because <clears throat> Jeff Green killed the Celtics in game six and game seven. And then He'd he never played two straight good games in his life <laughs> and somehow decided to do this against my favorite team. And then in game one, LeBron's hitting him with these passes. Yeah, wide open. And he's just bricking threes. And I'm like, Warriors on, got dude. lucky again. Warriors have been getting lucky the whole playoffs. 
They're also lucky that they have Curry and Durant on the same team. Agreed. Well, like Durant was like, wow, what's wrong with Durant? Yeah. Boy, he sucks tonight. And it was like, he had 29 points and like nine rebounds or something. Yeah. Well, Steph did. Or I think what Durant had like 27. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Still very it was good. Like, his version of a terrible game is, you know, yeah, would be like a great game for anyone on the Cavaliers except for LeBron. Correct, correct, yeah. He, it, shot, it he does, shot a lot. It does feel like LeBron's better this year. Somehow, yes. Last year, LeBron and Durant were like this. They were they were dead even, well, and Durant yeah. might have even had a slight edge. And this year, it's like this. LeBron's playing smarter. Yeah, and he's hitting more jumpers. Yeah, and he's got that new. Uh, they were talking about it on the pregame. He's got the new fadeaway from like the side. And he's got that, that weird that weird power spin bowl the guy over, but it's mm-hmm. not an offensive foul. He's just 290 pounds. He's but like is a, it an offensive foul, though? It's it's like <laughs> with Shaq, right? Do you remember in, I believe, the fourth quarter when LeBron had a foul called on him last night and he started really getting pissed and fighting? And yeah. And it all died down, and then the announcers were like, that's foul number one on LeBron. And I was like, <laughs> I oh, know. fuck you. <laughs> like, he hasn't fouled anyone the whole game. He's that good that he doesn't foul anyone the whole game. When you're rooting against LeBron <laughs> and that happens, it is the most aggravating thing. Because yeah. it does feel like he commits 15 fouls a game. But yeah. whenever they call him for one, he acts like yes. he just got a like a parking meter ticket. Yes. That's the other reason why the reversal of the charge, I was like, I agree it's weird. But also it's weird that you never get fouls called on. Yeah. So, That's the superstar thing, though. Yeah, it is. He's the best player. Jordan in the world. was the same thing. I yeah. don't. You remember the playoff game when Michael Jordan fouled out? No, because it never happened. No, it never happened. It never happened. And he was holding everyone. Kobe was another one. Once these guys realize that the refs are going to call them for stuff, they just kind of go around like they have a two by four. Yeah. They're just like clubbing guys. Yeah, guys are dribbling by them and they're just doing this. Like they know yeah. they're not going to. By the way, the other call that was insane was uh, ejecting Tristan Thompson. What did he do? Did he throw well, that elbow? It seemed like he threw a flying WWE elbow at oh, Sean he did. Livingston. As the he replays, it was really hard to see. Yeah, it looked like it, he was kind of just annoyed, but it didn't look like he was actually intending to hit anybody. It happened right in front of me and my best friend, Barry Bonds. And yeah. we both thought it looked a little fishy. And he was like, I don't know Tristan Thompson. Barry's like, I'm very disappointed in <laughs> Tristan right now. <laughs> I love when the funniest thing is Tristan Thompson's pointing after this new thing the NBA players do where they point. I'll see you in the hallway. Oh, after. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'll see you after school. I'll see you in the hallway. <laughs> he meant the hallway of your hotel. Yeah, whatever he meant. Uh, but <laughs> then we were good. in the hallway after because we were all waiting. And Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green were like five feet apart. It's like, you guys are here now. Do you want to? Yeah, you guys want to fight? You guys, nah, it's we're cool. not going to fight? Okay, cool. Uh, they have to I, do a lot of posture. He's going to get suspended a game, yeah? Seems like it. Yeah. Draymond, I was so proud of him. Well, Draymond had reached a point hitting threes where you never felt like the threes were going in anymore. And then he made the biggest three of the game in, yes. in uh, OT. Well, I just meant that he had the ball pushed in his face and he didn't get kicked out. Oh, you're proud of him that he didn't. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. did get a tech though, right? But the Earlier. thing is, they know they know from two years ago, you They're know, when, when LeBron him got him though. to punch, get to for Draymond to punch him in the balls. Yes. It's, you know, you just kind of provoke him and hope that, that he one. snaps. Mm. It'll happen. They'll get him to do it. Yeah, he'll get, he'll, you think he'll get suspended again? No, <laughs> it's probably in their game plan. <laughs> It'd be smart. He's they'll put good. some, they'll put some dude in and it'll be like, uh, like in Slapshot where they brought the, the Indian guy in and the other dudes, like the guys who weren't even on the team just to fight everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. They'll bring in one of those guys yes. to, to just like start with They'll Draymond. bring Perkins off the bench. Yeah, Perkins, yeah, Perkins is playing in this game. Perkins was livid the whole game. Did you see him? He's so angry. Why is he so angry? <laughs> 
He played in the NBA for 15 years. He made money. He's got a nice suit on. Yeah, What's he angry about? In the finals in a nice suit. It's hard to take somebody seriously on the bench who's yeah. wearing a suit, who's interacting with the players like he's in the game. Yeah. He Maybe. said that's bullshit at least 100 times, visible on camera. Well, I've, he did. Yeah. I found out after that when Draymond was like kind of mocking, it seemed like he was mocking LeBron. He it was, was doing Perkins. That. He was, yeah, he was I mocking I think I read that him. on The Ringer probably. Oh, that's it. Oh, because I probably gave that. I gave it to the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was doing the cheerleader thing. Yeah, for Perkins. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird end. But you knew after the JR thing, you knew that it's sports are weird because. You knew they were going to lose after that. You know. Yeah. I was like, oh, just, Warriors no. aren't going to lose an OT. Everyone's, all the stat nerds are like, momentum doesn't matter. Momentum's a myth. Yeah. That there's no statistical proof for momentum. It's like, sure. momentum exists. I mean, Here's an example. Where's Cavs OT? The Cavs were not winning. Yes, I agree with you. Well, I was looking over at their bench, and they were like devastated. Just you could just see it. Yeah. Everyone's hang dogging. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, Steph hitting that one at the half too was so nice. So what happens if they win again? If the Warriors win again, I'm just worried about you as a sports fan. Three and four years. Oh, if they win the whole thing, it becomes like. Uh, remember when Adam Duritz was just dating? just smoking hot actresses for like five years as a matter of fact i do yeah remember that <laughs> yeah and after a while he's like i'd run out of i run out of ways to get he's an from erection. the bay he's from the bay i've seen yeah. him like near where my parents live yeah i mean what do you do after five years of just just bliss just how do you keep it going hit the road hit the road yeah write songs about being on the road <laughs> i guess i don't know <laughs> they're one of the best bands for songs on the road about like how tough the road is <laughs> is he married i don't know his deal no, I don't know. I just, I just always worry when things are so good for somebody for a short stretch. I just, I just want. I'm looking out for you. I appreciate. it. I played Duritz once on, uh, on SNL. What was the sketch? We did a series of them. They were soundtracks. They were like animated movie soundtracks. So one was like about horses playing baseball, and one was about um, another kind of animal in the courtroom or something. And you were Adam Duritz? I was Duritz. It was all like showing clips of people singing the songs. And it was like, you know, karaoke jokes of like singing their songs, but replacing the lyrics with like horses <laughs> playing baseball. It was a late in the show kind <laughs> of a sketch. 1252. We did it a couple of times. Yeah. It's funny. Like uh, oh, yeah, bunny business was one. It was about uh, bunnies wearing pantsuits and, oh, and doing business in offices. Those first yeah. two albums they had were huge 90s albums. Yeah. But then they would tour. And he was one of the few bands. I thought they were really good. He's one of the few bands that they, when they would sing in concert, they wouldn't sing the songs the way that people knew them from the albums. He would mix it up and oh, change yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would be trying to sing, but he's like stopping and starting. And The first concert I ever went to was Bob Dylan, and he did that. And it was like, <laughs> it was like yeah, like a super bluesy version of like a Rolling Stone. And people like, can you just? Yeah, and everyone's like, play? I love the original <laughs> but i get it if you've toured for like 60 years he's like i'm so fucking bored of this song you should do this in your concert tonight play lazy sunday but play some version that nobody <laughs> some blues version it's our of first it. show we're Everyone's not bored like, yet i can't i can't i can't sing to this Let's after making that. people wait like 12 years yeah have you met durant curry i met steph briefly after a clippers game yeah but i've never met durant Steph he, was very nice he was yeah I think he was aware that I was a crazy fan of the team. Right. So he went out of his way to be nice. But he was like, can I get a picture with you? Oh, that was nice. And I was like, you're full of shit, Steph Curry. But I'll take it. 
<laughs> it must be funny to have that turned where you become the crazy fan that's going up to somebody else with that yes. crazy look in your eye that and you want the picture. I tried to play it cool, but I my buddy Akiva, it was his birthday and I took him to the game for his birthday. I rented an old limo. Yeah. He like bumped 90s R&B the whole way there. I like insisted on a shitty old 90s limo. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we were like already having a great time yeah and then we were gonna say what's up to blake after the game but he got a concussion uh, we just randomly were waiting in the hallway and steph was doing his like post-game interviews on the wire or whatever and he, what, saw, he saw me and came over and i was like this is it's his birthday <laughs> <laughs> hey man best pure shooter of all time <laughs> what do you think of like when when blake's going to the comedy festivals and stuff what do you think about athlete comedian crossovers? Uh, like, should athletes come to comedy festivals? No, when when <laughs> athletes are trying to do comedy like that, and they're all of a sudden, it's like you wouldn't go on an NBA court and be like, guys. Oh, some people are I'm, good. Peyton's I'm doing good. G League. Blake Griffin's funny. When it's when it's good, I'm all for it. If anyone's sneaky funny, it's exciting, right? I remember when Blake Griffin got drafted. It's it had everybody's like life goal that you know the ESPN graphics mm -hmm. and it was like goal in life and for Blake Griffin it was like wants to host SNL someday. Oh wow! And I was doing a column about that draft and I was like, I would put the odds on that at one quadrillion to one. <laughs> and then like five years later, I was like, fuck, he might. I'm glad I didn't take those odds. Although it, playing in Detroit, it's not happening. He would have to get traded. He's gonna have big, to get traded again. Yeah, Detroit's bad for the Blake Griffin brand. Yeah, he's got to get back to a big city. Agreed. That wasn't York, a great move for him. The Knicks. Out of his I don't think he wanted that move. He, he yeah. re-signed with the Clippers for all this money. Yeah, they were like, this is it. This, this is, is the it. franchise. Here's where we're retiring your number. And then like four months later, they're like, we've traded you to Detroit. I know this is like beaten to death, this topic, but that is why I get so annoyed when people are mad at Durant. Yeah. We're like, you're going to just have him wait around to get traded or like everyone on his team get traded because it's a business. He's treating it the same way the owners are treating it. I know this is old, but. No, but it's it's been one of the themes of this decade is yeah. I went into this decade with a certain idea of how the responsibility players had to fans and their city and their team. Yeah. And now by the end of this decade, I'm like, I don't blame these dudes. They, everybody treats, they'll get traded tomorrow. They'll get waived tomorrow. Yeah. Like whatever. Like they should do whatever the hell they want. Yes. They don't care what I think. Agreed. Although if Durant leaves, I'll be so sad. It could be crypto leave, Kevin. <laughs> Please. How long do you see these dudes staying? Do you think big picture with this team? I do. I think the I think Clay will stay. Draymond will stay. Clay seems like one of those guys who would stay because he doesn't want to move. <laughs> it's just like, hey man, I like this place. I've been here for four years. He's such a fucking G. I love Clay. He's everybody's favorite teammate on that. They yeah. all like rave about him, but they won't tell you why totally. Because he's like, just who's the best teammate? Clay. Why? Ah, oh, you just have to be around him. He's just no bullshit. Yeah. And if there's ego there, he doesn't show it. Like, right. Like the ego is he plays well. Yeah. And that's how and he, when he plays well, he's like, yeah. And now I, everyone knows I'm good. So <laughs> like he never talks shit. Right. He's always on. He works his ass off on defense. Even yesterday when he got into it with LeBron after LeBron blocked Curry and Curry God, was like, hey, man, come on, man. Did you hear any of that? Uh, I could see it. I was pretty close. What, I couldn't like I was so like, what are those people saying right now? It seemed like Curry was like, <laughs> Curry was like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Like, why'd Come you on. block me? Or why are no, you talking, just like, sh why are you talking, talking shit? shit we're, you're we're, losing. Yeah, the yeah. game's almost over. What are you doing? Yeah, and they were like, And okay. LeBron shoved him. And then Clay was like, cut it out with that bully ball shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then, because I think they felt like, they especially felt this way in game <laughs> five last year. Uh-huh. 
when when the Cavs were about to lose the finals last year. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, LeBron started doing this bully ball back down stuff when they needed threes. Right. And they were just guarding the three-point shooters. And he was just bad. And he was just banging and bully balling. Yeah, yeah. And he did that last night in one possession with Curry. There was this one time. And they were going to lose. And he had Curry on him. And he was just he was yeah, backing yeah, yeah. down. And he was like slamming into him like to kind of send a message. Yeah. So I think... I think those guys were being like, you can do all that shit all you want. We're not intimidated by you. Right, right, right. And that made him mad, and that's when he shoved Curry. Right. But like, we got Curry's you. like weirdly feisty, though. I know. You He's know? got ego. He doesn't take shit. His ego has been coming out more and more on the court. But right. I'm glad for it because people think he's soft and they go at him in that he's way. He's definitely not soft. No. He's, can he like deadlift like a thousand pounds I yeah heard he's, crazy things about his strength he's he's definitely feisty and even on defense you know when he was getting matched up with lebron he can kind of guard lebron like yeah. bon, my friend barry bonds was saying this uh-huh. yesterday yeah. barry um, you can just say barry barry and i were talking about it yesterday yeah. at the game uh but he was saying that curry <laughs> could weirdly guard lebron because lebron's not faster than him uh-huh he was saying that the guys curry can't guard the guys that can just go by him Right. But LeBron and him are equally as fast, so he's stronger, but at least he can stay in front, get shoved backwards. Curry, so, Curry had trouble with Harden. Right, because Harden was going by him. Right. Um, also, but Harden, Harden goes by everybody. Harden also is just like a brick shithouse. Like, he's so thick. Harden is like Ginobili, if you sent Ginobili to Eastern Europe in the 1980s and figured out how to... Make some robot version of Ginobili and make him faster and stronger. Yeah. I don't know how you guard. I think he'd be the single most impossible guy for a normal white guy to guard like us. Any person. He'd just go by us and we'd be like, whoa, where'd he go? Oh, he's behind us. Harden's skill set is incredible. Yeah. I just wish. He's like a magician. I just wish he didn't flop so much. It's my one complaint. Yeah. But it works for him. He's going to be MVP. I did feel. I'm some comedian guy who makes dick raps. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a fan of the game, though, like, and now everyone does it because he does it so much that it works. So now, like, Steph and KD do it. LeBron does it. Everyone's doing it now. And every time it happens, the whole stadium's like, ugh. Yeah. Even if it's their team, they're just like, ugh, who cares? I blame soccer. I think soccer started this. Yeah. The freaking floppers and soccer. Flopping. The the one, the other thing I noticed last night was the animosity. Yeah. I thought it was going to be real. It was like not fake animosity either. It was like, I'm really tired of like you, the Warriors, you could tell were just like, I'm really tired of LeBron. Yeah. I've had it with Tristan Thompson (laughs) and J.R. Smith can go fuck himself. (laughs) It was like, they definitely, you could feel it. It wasn't fake. And the Cavs are like, still think they're soft. Yeah. The Cavs are like, you guys are pussies. And proved it on the glass, by the way. Yes. But still didn't win because they just, the Warriors are just too good. I learned last night and, that and they got the good calls and they missed the free throw and JR ran the wrong way. There was yeah. a lot of things that went our way. But that's the thing. When you have J.R. Smith on your team, he's on your team. Like there's this J.R. Smith tax you have to pay. Yeah. Where but, he's gonna like forget the score. He almost maimed Clay, Clay Thompson in the first quarter. Accidentally when he I know. fell. He slipped. That's though. in my he no, slipped. He slipped. I was but, actually a little disappointed in the crowd. It seemed pretty obvious that he slipped. I think it was the history of behavior with him, though. Right. There is a clip on YouTube called J.R. Smith's Dirtiest Plays, and it's like 20 plays. The Warriors have Zaza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if they sent Zaza out to deal with J.R., I don't know what they would just That would have been hilarious if he checked yeah. in for the first time at that moment. <laughs> just for two seconds left. Two seconds left in the game. I also slipped. <laughs> <slip. laughs> it is. We haven't seen him at all. 
No. We'll see him if they're like down 20 in one of these games. It's been a small ball playoffs. Yeah. No, really nobody. So how long do you think Curry and Durant stay together? Just big picture as a Warriors fan. How long do you think you have this? Because if they win this title, it's three and four years, which yes. has only happened like six times. Durant, is his contract up this year? It is, but it seems like he's, they're just going to redo it. He makes so much money from the Silicon Valley part of this whole thing. I don't see him leaving. Agreed. And Steph's the backbone of the whole franchise. I think Curry I, and Durant stay forever. It seems like everyone loves Clay and he comes back. Mm -hmm. And then Draymond. Draymond's got to know where his bread is buttered, though. I mean, he's incredible think. and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But like, it's also because he plays with those guys that he's able to excel so much. Right. He'd be great on any team, no doubt. When it's you hit a three and it goes in and it's an absolute bonus, that's where you want to be, I think, as a basketball player. Exactly. And it's also, like, hey, Draymond made a three, man. Congratulations. Also, it's, just if like your two guards hit 50% of their threes, you're going to get a lot more assists. Yeah. He was, there was one point during the game, uh, he got the technical. He got really mad that they called him for poking LeBron in the eye. Meanwhile, LeBron's like, yeah, <laughs> like walking around. Like, yeah. He like, definitely uh, fouled him. Like he like hit him with a wire hanger. He definitely <laughs> fouled him. Draymond's just furious about it. Uh -huh. And he wouldn't calm down. And Barry was saying, yeah. Calm down, Draymond. Calm down. He can't calm down. Yeah, yeah. Because and it was like, but every other people in our section were too. It's like he's that the whole stadium. He's that eight year old kid no, where it's like, Draymond, oh no, no, no. <laughs> You're at the birthday party. It's like, oh no, oh Billy's melting oh, down. No, he's gonna kill the cake. So <laughs> <laughs> shove the cake over. <laughs> so how many uh, how many concerts are you doing? Just this one for now. That's it. Yeah, we're dipping our toe. How many people? They're telling us fifteen thousand. What? Yeah, it's we're headlining. 15,000? We're headlining the first night of this festival. That's like almost as many people as game one. Yeah, it's a lot. 15,000? Yeah, it's a lot. See, so <laughs> adrenaline or nerves? Uh, adrenaline will kick in once we go out there. I've got a little nerves. I'm don't, glad we did the warm-up show to get some. Don't of, get like Trevor Ariza, uh, Terry Rogier type <laughs> 0 for 28 from 3 nerves. I, I'm a, I like Rogier. That's my dude, He's got man. game. Celtics next year, they could stay healthy. Come on in, jump on the bandwagon. We'll take you. Huh? I've always liked the Celtics. The Celtics love bringing celebrities, yeah. put them courtside. <laughs> I would love That's to great. go to a Celtics game. You would love it. They yes. would cheer. They show you the jumbo trial you do this. Yeah, they're a great franchise. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg's under the basket every game. He's I, really, I he's, Donnie he's, Donnie Wahlberg's had like yeah. three separate careers that anybody would take. He's been on Blue Bloods for like nine years. Six cents. Just, yeah. Six cents. He's banking these Blue yeah. Bloods checks. My dad is like, oh, I miss Blue Buds. I got to go on Hulu. That's, you know. that's what your dad said? Yeah, my, my dad. He loves Blue Buds. <laughs> so that's why he's going to get on Hulu? No, it's, that's Donnie Wahlberg. That's why he's yeah. doing well. My, my dad is anywhere. My dad is like trying to figure out the streaming universe to yes. catch up on a, on a Donnie Wahlberg show. That's, that's You're good. Yeah. My dad's 70. Blue he Bloods doesn't know anything. That's a long running show, yeah. Blue Bloods is very successful. What's the your favorite episode? <laughs> no, my favorite is... When you turn on TNT for the for the Thursday night game, yeah, and it's like the last eight minutes of CSI New Orleans with Scott Bakula. Oh yeah, I'm always in. That's good stuff. Scott Bakula's face never moves during whatever's going on. He's just suspicious, but there's stoic AF. It's New Orleans, and somebody did something. And I'll watch anything set in New Orleans. Yeah, like Bad Lieutenant. New Orleans and Miami, sequel? it's yeah, it's, yo, it was fantastic. Oh, oh. New Orleans, Miami, it's just like whatever is going on there, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Or the Bayou is another one I like. 
You're good. You like the bayou. I like the bayou and I like the Everglades. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that Netflix show with Kyle Chandler? It's just like they're in the Florida Everglades. They're just sweaty. Everybody's wearing linen shirts that are just big sweat patches. Yeah. I don't think I saw that. Which one was it? Uh, Bloodline. Oh, Bloodline. I actually haven't seen Bloodline. But I hear good things. It's a lot of sweating. Yeah, a lot of sweating. Could be another good, another, as you think about the next stage of your career. Everglades, Bayou, New Orleans, sweat. Good way to stay in shape. Yeah. Sweat it Losing water weight, sweating out the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear that trash bag. Yeah. All right, so you'll be back for rewatchables, Rocky something. Absolutely. One of the Rockies. I would right. love that. Good luck tonight in front of 15,000 people. You'll be you'll ticks. be fine. If you want to come, let me this know. This will be good. We got w- we got ticks. Oh, you do? Yeah, man. I'll, I'll put you up in the VIP satin section. I'll talk to TA over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Hey, let me tell you about Betterment while you're here. You know how you're saving and investing for the life you want? Are you? Well, maybe you're not. How do you know if you're not? Finances big and small can be confusing. Understanding the market can be intimidating. Fortunately, Betterment, the largest online financial advisor, is here to change that. Its mission is to help customers make the most of their money by taking complex investing strategies and using technology to make them more efficient. At Betterment, hidden costs are nowhere to be found no matter who you are. How much money you invest, you get everything for one low transparent management fee. And it's at a fiduciary. Fiduciary. That's a tough one for me to say. They make recommendations in clients' best interests. They're not incentivized to recommend certain funds. They don't have our own investment products to sell. Better yet, Betterment offers personalized advice and a suite of tools to help you know whether you're on track to hit your investing goals or get the retirement you want. Sign up today and as a BS Podcast listener, you can get up to one year managed free. Remember, investing involves risk. For more information, visit betterment.com slash BS. That is betterment.com slash BS. Okay, here we go. Jesus and Mero, they were on a couple months ago, but you know what? Anytime I have these guys and I'm in the same city with them, we're doing a podcast. That's just the way it goes. Here they are. <laughs> All right, it is Friday, 6 p.m., San Francisco time. Jesus and Mero. Yes. In San Francisco. They allowed you out of New York again. Our first time in San Francisco. I thought you weren't allowed on the West Coast anymore. No, we got pardoned by Trump. Yeah. (laughs) And Danny Tanner said that we could come back. Since the last last time we did a podcast, we... All of us basically implored Mike Francesa to come back. We, yeah. You, what are you doing, Mike How did you feel about that? How did you feel about literally he, the next day after we did yeah. that podcast? He was like, all right, I guess I got to come back. I guess I, I got to come back. That's it. I'm coming. Well, the Bodega Boys said it. They gotta, like, we got to do it. I'm, I'm back. back after this. How gotta, do you feel about him being on Twitter? It's, ma- it's, it's magical. It's, it's, what are you talking it's about? It's the gift of the Magi. It just keeps giving. I it's, feel like he died and somebody is is has figured out how to take his voice. His consciousness. And his consciousness. Oh, and they're just orchestrating this because it's too good to be true. It's to like, watch him live tweet yeah. like basketball games. Oh, my like, God. The other day he was like, oh, the Warriors are terrible. They're, go- they're done in like the second quarter. <laughs> I was like, you want to finish? It's like the Rick James sketch on uh, Dave Chappelle where he kind of didn't realize that he was the joke. Right, right. You know what I mean? And he just like goes, on and on like and the, war, just, the Warriors the are, are, the are, are the terrible streets. the Warriors are garbage in the fourth quarter he's like I told you they I win told I told you to play that what a gutsy you. play yeah and then I, yesterday he had he made the comment <laughs> what a gutless that, move by Kevin Durant he said a lot of people don't realize that uh, Steph Curry is a great ball handler 
<laughs> okay. You mean everybody right. realized? You I feel like, like one of us is just watching basketball for the first do you time. Mean, do you mean by everybody? Do you mean the cashier at Stu Leonard's where you get your wine? Like, oh, that's one of my favorite uh, national sports arguments. When people be like, people don't realize Kevin Durant's a good shooter. When people say that, it's like, like it's, bro, like, you it's like you didn't realize yeah. it. Like what, everyone what else knows didn't it. realize that he has eight foot long arms. He could just throw the uh, ball into the hoop from like anywhere on the court. I have since the last time I saw you, Francesca went on Twitter, and my seven year old dad is also now on Twitter. And oh, yeah. His tweets are exactly like his text to me during Red Sox and Celtic games. Right, does he start so them? So between those two, I'm like, this is great. This is great. great. Oh, How man. I should I feel like I should be paying Twitter for oh. these for these two people. I have in to my pay life. Twitter to let my dad not be on Twitter. <laughs> that would be good for you. It, it, would, it might be bad for my career. <laughs> so if you think Roseanne had hot tweets? Well, oh my wow. god! <laughs> you guys have had a lot of fodder this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh a lot of things God. to talk about. But Nuno's the one week we take off. Take off. Everything the whole world implodes. Oh, you didn't implodes. have the, You weren't on this week for Roseanne? Week. We were off this week. We missed everything. We missed Pusha T and Drake. We missed Roseanne. Kanye we missed the finals. Kanye. Pusha T and Drake. That. that. I've never listened to a song Ooh, and turned it. it down because Ooh. it was so disrespectful to the person they were rapping about. When he started talking about his son, I was just like, I can't Oh, man. I, I was like, But not the most disrespectful song ever. No, not. No, no. But the most disrespectful in a while. Quite. Yeah, in a while. You I think seen, Super Ugly from Jay-Z what, was the what I grew most up disrespectful. With. I think probably, you know, uh, either The Bitch in You by Common dissing uh, Ice Cube, Ice Cube yeah, or Ice Cube's No Vaseline diss I, to... It's NWA. for me. It's no Vaseline to hit him up. Yeah, yeah. To hit him up. He went. This he's did a sickle cell. Yeah, that was. Don't want so, to which, which, yeah, kind of and like, I fucked your bitch. About, all that stuff. Yeah, he referenced it by when he made the uh, about OVO, uh, about forty having MS. That part I was just like. It was almost like he was sampling the most inappropriate lines that were crossed yes, from yes. years past. He does He's like, I'm going to cross all of these. You could, I could just hear the glee in his voice as he was reciting these lyrics to people and probably the studio engineer was just like, no, Yo, don't, you're doing too don't. much. Chill. Well, it's like the old thing. We talked about this last time. Never beef down. Never yeah. beef down. And Drake, he came in a Jake little was flexing a little like, oh, someone else is coming. Oh, awesome. And it's he like, came no. out with Peacock. You have way out. more to lose. Mm -mm. They took him down. Also, if you have a whole hidden child, not that I have one, I'm just saying. If you have one, you have to lay low. Don't rock the boat, you know. Just an alleged hit. Alleged, alleged yeah. Alleged. I'm like, I'm still like, I'm st like, I don't know. Like, I as a, as a card carrying Dominican, like, I want to see tests and papers. That's not how it works. You know if someone saying? says like, you have a kid, and it's like, you you can't be like, nah, I need to see papers. Because yo, I mean, like, we've seen uh, Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner's kid. And then they're saying that it potentially could be her bodyguard's kid. But he came out and said it wasn't. Oh, he and, said it wasn't. Yeah, and that kid looks just like the bodyguard, bro. Exactly. But we've like, never seen Drake's child, so we've never seen So the one thing I'm suspicious of is, didn't he say the kid's name was Adonis? Adonis, yeah. So that's also Creed's son's name in the Michael B. Jordan mm -hmm. Creed? Yeah. Adonis, which makes me wonder if he was just watching Creed one night and that was... And just, just like, like forgot to pull out? And it's not, and he made He's the like, oh, thing. this is such a great scene. I'm like, <laughs> I forgot to pull out. <laughs> yeah. I guess your name is Adonis now. Uh. Or Pusha T was watching Creed. And was and like, I'll like just do play. Adonis. Yeah. This didn't really happen. How did that? Like, that's just he. Oof. He's been working on that for a while, man. Because to get all he that had information, to have that. he had to have that. Yeah. Like that it was like a scouting report. Because he's, he's been like poking it. at Drake and like Young Money for so long. Like, oh, you guys aren't getting paid. Your boss isn't right. paying you. Your your boss has you in a head. But they're all legit beefs. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. This is for you guys. It's this is just, for us. It's just oh, like, this, this is it. This is, this is like, why you created your show. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, I'm beef. just trying to tell Pusha T, like, dude, don't ruin my summer. Right. Don't ruin my summer. Drake is summer music. Like, oh, oh cool. I enjoy listening about you selling cocaine. That's dope. <laughs> and you do it very well. 
But like, I don't want to hear about this shit at a barbecue. I don't want to hear Drake. I don't want to hear. You know what? We Drake's had too many summers, too much happy stuff. I want to hear about cocaine at like a family reunion. I want to hear about chopping <laughs> up bricks while I'm playing with kids. That's what I want. I'm like the total opposite. I'm like, yo, it's sunny. It's nighttime. <laughs> no. I, I got flip flops on. I'm like grilling. See, like, I don't want, yo, I sold 28 like, bricks. I don't know what the price of a kilo is. <laughs> <laughs> well, could this lead to like Drake having like a turn? Yeah, like this, a, is, a this is this is Drake. Turn? Drake. Dark Drake. Dark Drake. Yeah. Like dark like Drake like getting a little the problem rough now. is the Drake we're seeing right now is Dark Drake. He's been saying this for yeah, two albums. He's, not, he's like, he's like, I'm really angry. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have like Drake he's can't like get Moody darker Drake. than this. It's like emo Drake. He's yeah, Canadian. That's what, that's How much darker yeah. can he get? He's yeah. just like angrily pour syrup. Like, no, he's listen. He emo Drake more. is yeah. I'm pointing with the emo Drake shit. I think he can get darker. I think he get more more aggressive. He does emo about digging. girls. He's never gotten aggressive for beef or with another with guy. Dudes, yeah. He doesn't have it in except him. Meek Mill. I mean, like, because I feel like he right. thought Meek Mill wasn't gonna go. At him like bar for bar, per but se. Meek Mill dropped the ball on that. Meek Mill never responded properly. First he tweeted Z, then he did like some whack half ass song. But no that was remembers. a great situation for Meek Mill. It that was. But it was a layup for him. It was a layup. Just it, keep keep escalating it. Meek Mill didn't come with a game plan. He was tweeting out of anger because Drake never tweeted out the link to his album. So he didn't think his actions through. So he's just tweeting, 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 not realizing like if you're gonna go up against Drake, you have to have Plan A, Plan B, like a. Fall up backup plan and stuff. Meek Mill. I'm wondering not have if that. Meek Mill's just not maybe that organized of a guy. Uh, he might not be. <laughs> just might be. Maybe Philly guys are not caught that feeling. Look at Colangelo. Philly guys are notoriously disorganized and messy. <laughs> yeah, we're at the finals and uh, everyone's congratulating me for the Colangelo story we did for two days. Uh -huh. And it was like, meanwhile, the finals is going on. People are like, how about this Colangelo? Oh my God. Oh my God. God. His wife Whoa. is involved now. Whoa. It's, it's like, like basketball wives. It's funny watching Twitter respond to that because oh they you know, just normal on Twitter. Yeah. People just make fake pages all the time. All but the time. for someone to be in that position and do well, hilarious. you guys know how Twitter works. There's a lot of nights where people are just hoping something happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was the day after... <sighs> the Game 7 Rockets Warriors, and mm -hmm. it's just this dead NBA night. It's the right. first time Nothing in a while. There's no on. NBA, nothing going on. Eh, mm. Warriors, Cavs again. Mm. Man. Yankees and then crushing. that story goes up, and people are like, oh, Whoa. my God. It's just, oh, this is a gift. Like, what? what? And you, what? Had to, you saw like the last tweet, and you had to like follow back. To, Who were they talking about? Who did what? Bro, there was a couple of tweets that I was like, did I write these? Because there was one that was like, <laughs> Ben Shimmons, shoot a three, you coward. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, did I? I was like, I've definitely yelled that one night. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. and the Embiid stuff? Yo, that's why I'm like, now I'm campaigning to get Embiid on the Knicks. Like, yo, we'll never do this to you. James Dolan doesn't care about it in basketball at all. Don't worry about it. Like you know, every time we try to get a player to the Knicks, it's not because you could win a championship. It's just like, ah, eh, it's a little nicer here. We have hot dogs. Yeah, you know, we won't. It's a big city. The hot dogs are kosher. We won't you mock know? you on Twitter. Girls, yeah, <sighs> we got girls. Nothing. You'll be the king of the city. The big advantage of the Knicks is is that you can go anywhere you want at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. There's just not a lot of cities you can yeah, say that. Yeah, but. And it's also like it's like yeah if you're Wait, the king you're, of that's if not you're an the advantage. King of I mean, how much fun is that? Especially if you're like you're a Knicks player and. Okay, you can go to any club you want. If the Knicks are terrible and you go to a club and you got some guy like me like, oh, Listen, you bum, why don't you go practice somewhere? <laughs> I was just trying to come up with any advantages yeah, we to got being that. on the Knicks. It's a uh, Mass Square Garden is centrally located and it's near a lot of transportation. It's near so Penn. It. Near Penn. Yeah, near yeah. Penn. You, can Penn home. Station. you can get to your mansion in Westchester very quickly. <laughs> um, Drake and LeBron. So, we, you know, there's always these different incarnations of Drake. Right. Yeah. And he's never, he's kind of a chameleon. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, I'm sad, Drake. I just want to fall in love, Drake. Right. I'm, I'm angry, Drake. I'm, I'm charged I'm, up. I'm the man, Drake. And, yeah. like, and now it's going to be like, I've been tested and now I'm going to show, so show you who I am. Yeah. LeBron 
has also had a lot of incarnations. Mm -hmm. And the guy that I watched in game one of the finals. That was not a guy. Was I am really angry and I might fight everybody. LeBron, that was Thanos. Who I've never that seen was, before. That was Lefanos. Yeah. Have yeah, you ever seen off. LeBron like, like mm -hmm. that aggro before? Bruh, like that's what I couldn't believe to, it. That's and that's what I said. I was like, yo, if he goes into the finals like that, he has a chance. Like, and if he pulls that off, then like the whole goat argument, like, yo, get that shit out of here. But he wasn't just angry. He was playing with like a high level of intelligence with that anger as well. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just like pounding it's controlled the ball down. Anger. Yeah. Like he was at, he was playing a game at his own pace. Cause there was like one play where he actually stopped himself from dunking and held the ball in the air a little bit and then released it. Do you remember that play? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, how do you have the muscle control and the whereabouts to know to do that in a split second and you beat the defender on that? He's playing a high-level basketball I've never seen before. That game It really bugs me because I thought I was going to die in the MJ corner. I even wrote my book. I yeah. was like, look, we're never having this discussion ever again. Yeah. It's but Michael Jordan. Stop, stop it. it. Get the fuck uh, out of here. Even though I love Bill Russell. I know. I read the book. I read the book. Yeah. Uh, even though I love Bill Russell's the best, but no, Mike is the best. But yeah, LeBron, like, LeBron is. He's I'm a, I was at a text today, and I Man, was listen, like, "You're a Celtics fan. You saw the lesser Markeith, the lesser Morris brother, literally grab onto that man's shoulders and I ride know. him like a pony. It was like Shaq. It was a young Shaq. Yeah, yeah, he still had the body control to make that. Are we sure he's the lesser one. Morris brother? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Can they both be the lesser Morris Can brothers? They, they, I don't know, I don't know if there's a greater confused. Morris brother. I don't Are you going to fight this witch? Who's the good one? I don't even know. Whichever one doesn't play for Boston, goddammit, I'm a All I know is whoever, who, whichever Morris twin you have in your team, you don't want them to shoot in a close game with like four <laughs> minutes left. Like, please don't shoot that. Don't shoot it. Uh, but uh, the LeBron thing. There, there's a couple moments. There's things that he's doing that are just different. Because mm -hmm. I always thought. I don't want to say he was weak. I would never use that word because no. that guy's amazing. Right. And I don't want to use the word soft either. But almost like a, there was a little bit of benevolence to him. That's like a, he, that's he was just a little bit too yeah. nice. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. That's what it is. Like he, I didn't see that last He doesn't want to be like Kobe wanted to be Michael Jordan so bad that he was like, I'm going to adopt this asshole mentality that Michael Jordan has. This like murderous. Yeah. Like, I'm doing I'm a Michael Jordan this, impression. Yeah, I'm doing my, my best Michael impression and I'm going to the scores table and I'm asking, hey, how many more assists do I need for a triple double? You know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. LeBron is just like, yo, I'm just the greatest basketball player to ever live, but I'm also not a dickhead. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm going to be nice I'm to I'm socially you. conscious. I'm socially conscious. Like, you know, he'll, you'll never hear him be like, yo, Republicans, my secret suit, or whatever whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he's more, I've, maybe it's him. Maybe it's the people around him. A little like, passive aggressive. Too, you know what? Right? Yesterday, yeah, I felt like too. LeBron reminded me of, you ever worked on a group project in college and everyone else around you is not helping whatsoever? And yeah. you know you're not going to get any help? Yes. He seems so frustrated that he was like, you know what? I'm going to do this by my goddamn self. The rest of y'all going to get a ring. Y'all be happy for it. Just give me the ball and say, the give me the ball, the get out of the way. He He's just... done that before in the past because there's been in 2010 and 14 mm -hmm. when those when those seasons started to slip away. Right? Like I remember in 2014, he was just throwing these really hard chest passes yeah. at his teammates. He was like, you guys take it. Fuck <laughs> take the, take the, take the, take the, fuck, miss another fucking fuck shot. Fuck you, you asshole. Or when he starts telling like at the uh, top of the court and he starts pointing for people, people to get yeah, And like, they're like, I already know my position. I know. Why are you Hit the corner. Yeah. He's like, you cut. He's like, I'm, I'm, right here, I'm, like, I'm currently cutting. It reminds me a little of when my wife comes home with groceries and mm -hmm. I'm doing something and I don't help. And then she carries it in the last bag and stomps it. It's like, yeah. I'll get these. I got it. I got it. I'll take the cash I got in the this. basement. Don't worry. Yeah. But that's like his attitude. Yeah. Yesterday was just like, I'm beating the Warriors by myself. You guys can mm -hmm. join me or I'm going to just oh, score yeah. No, he points. literally would have beat the Warriors by himself. Yeah. He, I think he thought he was going to. That KD yeah. no call and that JR shit at the end. Was yeah. that was that JR Smith or was that... 
vintage JR. That was as a Knicks fan, you know, Oof. like it's like hot and cold. Like you get those from JR. Like you'll you either get a you forty get point. Shot, and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, oh, you're like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I love the JR. But then you get the ball with like two seconds left, and you dribble all the way to half court, and then back, and then and then you see him mouthing the words, "I thought we were up." Anything is possible. That look LeBron gave when he was just pointing that Yo. frustration look. Oh. Well, he's like, what are you doing? That's like got that rebound. The park. He's on the top of the key. Right there. And he's like, here's my MJ moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game is ready. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna we get, I'm getting this off. It. Here we go. We're waiting for it. And JR was like, <laughs> he was like, I got a fifth of Henny in my locker. <laughs> Do you think JR is the most likely person who could have been an above the rim 23 years ago 24 years ago whatever that movie was absolutely yeah is there a more likely above the rim no. player ricky, uh, ricky davis maybe but no, JR, jr like jr's like got it i mean like ricky davis because he was so gassed yeah like remember when they drafted lebron he's like yo i could i could use some help like he's a, he, he would be a good addition to my offense you know what yeah I mean? like that type of talk. jr kind of seems like basketball is kind of something he does but it's not like his first love like he's kind of chilling like he could probably be stealing cars or smoking weed or something else. So He's I could one definitely of those people. You, Park. Yeah, you both want him to shoot when you're rooting against them, but then you're also afraid as he's shooting. It's it's because he's gambit yeah, he of emotions so, on he every might JR make position. Ten in a row. Because yeah. we've seen good JR that season with the Knicks when him and Steve Novak were going like shot for shot in the backcourt. Yeah, and, you know. Then we've oh, also that's seen, right, 2013. Yeah, he, he was, was good that year. Six man of the year. Until yeah. he lost his uh, mutant powers in the playoffs against yeah. what team? One of the things I love about the NBA, which I've grown up with my whole life, there's always a J.R. Smith. Yeah. There's always yeah. that guy on a good team. Just You know, Rasheed Wallace was a better version of it before, but he mm-hmm. was the same thing. Like, he fucked up on Robert Horry in yeah. 2005. Robert Horry's having this fantastic games, trying to save uh, the Spurs in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They call this out of bounds play. He's already red hot. He's got like the NBA jam flames yeah. coming out of he's his ass. He's on fire. And they go to him and he's open and Rashid leaves Horry to go chase the other guy. And, and that's it. Why? And it was like J.R. Smith totally would have done that. Yeah. 100%. 100,000%. Did they ask him why afterwards? I think he just fucked up. Yeah. Rashid was like one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah. But that's wild. And he played in Air Force Ones. I want to know. I want to <laughs> make that a note. <laughs> that is that's he played in savage. Air Force Ones. You have ones. no kind of foot support on that. Yo, it's just straight. Those concrete. are for like standing in front of the bodega. Those are yeah. not for any athletic endeavor. Can whatsoever. you even legally play in Air Force Ones? No. They made it a You, you got to have like a felony to that's play That's the Air Force Rashid ones. rule. But they were like almost like hiking boots yeah, yeah. they're heavy and, they're and like he had, 10, they're like 10 they were high tops yeah yeah the high top ones uh, with the strap i was like bro like are you gonna mm. sell weed or play basketball he's like <laughs> a little bit of both what you want yeah what you need i got dimes right and i got dimes don't, don't come below the, <laughs> don't come to the circle unless you cop it <laughs> where do you guys stand on kendrick perkins being this menacing bodyguard in a suit who's yelling I love at everybody it. i love it he's like the guy at the strip club that's like big man big hey, man hey, hey. You i'm gonna tell you one more time don't touch the time don't touch the dancers and you can't smoke here. When I tell you about take off the hat. Take the hat off right take now. Off hat. I told you no hats here. Your name's Kendrick. Draymond was taunting him. Draymond was pretending he's a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My I don't know if I taught Perk. Dray- yeah, I don't I wouldn't. I, wouldn't. I mean it's Draymond though. Draymond's he's a you know, See, I went to the He's like a, he's like the new Dennis Rodman. He's like just gets under your skin and gets in your head and like fucks with you. Yeah, he's like a less Less drunk Dennis Rodman. Yeah. yeah. Or less whatever Dennis Rodman. Whatever. 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. I don't, <laughs> last couple of years. A less inebriated <laughs> substance guy. You know I remember I, mean? I had Steve Kerr on my podcast once talking about Jordan's last game against Utah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, Scotty had the bad back. And Dennis, you know, 
It was, re- it was really coming to an end there for Dennis. Uh, he just didn't elaborate. <laughs> he was like, what's going on with that oh, guy? Oh, Dennis. He's in the hotel room hitting the little tiny bottles. Yeah, yeah. What do you think knows? about what he said when he was like, I, there's no, he said there was absolutely no way I would play in the NBA today. Steve like, Kerr said Steve Kerr in my prime, like he said, I would never survive in the NBA today. I still, fe- I still feel like if you can make threes, you can play. Yeah. That's kind of he broken. literally said that. I, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree with you because you were a, a bull. That's weird for him to say because he's a professional player. He's played in the NBA and like every other regular person like myself. I think I'm physically fit to play in the oh, NBA yeah. right now. Like, I, I can no start practice, for the next whatever. Right now. Let's go. Right? Yeah, let's do it. I could, I could DM LeBron right now. <laughs> yeah, for least, sure. I could hold him to at least ten. <laughs> LeBron would bully ball you. No. Like no. what he did to Curry. Did you see that one? It would play? be embarrassing. Oh, it would be. He probably throw the ball off my head. Oh. Did you see that one play when? He, he was, ba- he was backing Curry. on Curry, but he was uh, just kind of like he was having his way with him. his shoulder, and they just don't know what to do calling fouls for LeBron. They anymore. don't. It's like, yeah. was that a foul? Was it, I wait, don't know. Should he's we 290 pounds because he's, he's so big. Yeah, it's what just is like it? They're just hacking him and like plays that get. I mean, fouls other players get. You see LeBron just eat them. Yeah, like, it's very similar to the Shaq thing. Yeah, yeah. there was that four year stretch where it was like. It's, How uh, can you foul him? He's, a yeah. he's turning around. The other guy's going flying backwards, and he's dunking. Who's foul is, is that? Yeah. Is that a charge? Is that a blocking uh, foul? Meanwhile, Chris uh, Dudley is like, I, "That was a foul. That was okay, a foul, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a foul, bro." He's picking the basket out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do think, like, you know, everybody's like LeBron versus MJ, all that stuff. To me, it's like Wilt, mm-hmm. Shaq, mm. LeBron. These, huh? these three guys that could just overpower everybody. What about, what about uh, Amari Stoudemire for the first two months he, he was on the over- Knicks? Oh, and the Knicks? <laughs> the MVP run? <laughs> he was like one of those Fast and Furious cars where people are like, yo, man, the RPMs are at eight. Yeah. <laughs> and Vin Diesel's like, no, no, we got it. Just one more mile. Oh. Dan Tony's like, <laughs> 42 oh. minutes a game for oh. Amari. And can we, can, is D'Antonio fraud? Like, Ooh. Like, like as a Knicks fan, I feel like, yo, dude, you like, you did what you he did. He did give you insanity. Yeah, but then you it's let, just that like, was a happy three weeks for you. Yeah, but then it's like, bro, when you get to the almost to the top of the mountain, you always blow it. Like I would, like I would make a joke, like every, like I would tweet every Knicks game, like when it would come down to like the last couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, here goes Dan Tony drawing up a game losing play. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like every time, bro. You gotta respect Mr. Pringle, though. Don't, yeah. don't, feel don't you feel like there is something to a coach that seems like he's taking a shit in his pants in the last four minutes of a game seven? <laughs> yeah. like he has that look on his face, like <gasps> he's just pressure. furious, or it's a lot of pressure. Because I always felt like John Calipari, I just wouldn't want to play for him. Mm. You know, where yeah. you look at like my dude, Brad Stevens, he's always calm. He might be dying inside, but yeah. we don't he, see it. He's just yeah. like, and I think Steve Kerr is for the most part like that. And I actually think Ty Lue is like that, too, yeah. where they're kind of just the same just, at all times. I like Mike Woodson because he's like that unless he's like. Because he's might be half dead. Yeah. yeah. Also, but he's like the angry black uncle. Like sometimes he's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> but we saw Mike Woodson where he was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. he had to take care of that Nick team. Yeah. And that yeah. wasn't a Nick team. It he was, was like, a babysitter. That was it a daycare. Was like, it was like a daycare center for adults. Remember he, uh, the short sh- guy that he just benched for no reason for, what's his, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, you know, the short one of the shortest players in the league. He dunked it on Yao Ming. Nate. Nate Robbins. Nate Robbins. Nate Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. Sorry, Nate. I love you. But um, he I just say you didn't him. love him. You couldn't remember his name. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but I've been drinking. But um, he benched him, and then when he came back that game, when he went off for like thirty-five points or something like that. I'm gonna love saying. when you guys, you know, the more and more the, as your star rises, and people are like, you guys should produce this or do that. And the first documentary project you do is the 2013 Knicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All our documentaries. <laughs> are who wants the? Who wants this? It's all like, our we do. For, we do. There's a whole Roy Hibbert section. Nobody understands. <laughs> all our he movies are going to be about. It's 20 minutes. They're going to be very short uh, timepieces of the of the Knicks. They just be like very specific. It'll be like, remember the third week the, of 2002. The pre. Like, what happened then? I was like, you got to watch. Watch. Out. You got to watch. This is how you know we're washed Knicks fans because I was watching the whole thing with Kevin Love and how he came on the court and possibly could have gotten suspended. He was already on you know the court. I, I you know what I automatically thought of yeah yeah i know i know what was that what was it going the what, what i can't one of those series you got boned over Knicks miami Knicks miami what year uh, it's all a blur of 94, bad basketball 94, to me. 94 patrick ewing was on the court no it wasn't 94 it was like 96 was wasn't that 96 it? with yeah. pj brown and um, yeah yeah, yeah. those 96 was that I thought it was 99 when they were the eighth seed and and the whole brawl happened and everybody got ejected and pj brown got yeah, suspended. yeah yeah no no was that, that was that that, there was one where it was favorable to you guys. To you guys. That yeah, was this 99. One this oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Okay. This was this the one, one when like all the dudes didn't funded. play. Yeah. This is some bad basketball in the 90s with the Knicks. The oh, Knicks, man. New Yorkers don't want to admit it. Oh, we, we don't want to admit it because we lived it and it's terrible. Do you think the most... But Nick the Knicks were the only team to take Mike to seven games consistently. It is true. You know what I'm saying? By okay. beating the we, living shit out a, of that dude. We have yeah. a banner hanging from Madison yeah. Square Garden. Like, we we to took seven. Mike to seven every time. <laughs> that parade was so good. <laughs> took him to seven. But yo, there was other duos that didn't do it. Like Kemp and uh, Payton and uh, Stockton Malone. Like all these iconic Hall of Fame duos. They couldn't do it. Do but you Pat think Starks did it. The most Knicks thing ever would be LeBron actually signing with the Knicks this summer and then his body breaking down. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. That would happen. That would happen. That that's 50 that's years why I don't want Knicks him history. to sign with the Knicks. Because yeah. I was like, I knew when once he signs with the Knicks, like his <laughs> knees are going to collapse. Like everything's going to be gone. <laughs> like, it'll wow. Be a wrap. Wow. Like, yeah. LeBron <laughs> on the really Knicks. Well just losing on like a Tuesday night by 30. points. No. Just getting booed. Like, you really think LeBron is good enough to come here and save the Knicks? With, I mean, LeBron and KP, bro? Like, I gotta say, it never that, works like that for the Knicks, though. You know, this it never was works the like year that. for me that proved that LeBron and any four guys can make the finals. That's, because yeah. Jeff Green, who I rooted for, and hurt and hurt my feelings mm -hmm. many times, yeah. and who's been on six teams, all of who took a long sample of him and then said, yeah. "You know what we should do yeah. is get rid of Jeff Green, <laughs> yeah. who had never played two straight games well in his really his entire life that mattered." And then Game Six, Game Seven against Boston, he plays well both games. And it was because like LeBron like just sucked that performance yeah, out of him, yeah. you know. Which is, I don't know. I'm starting to reevaluate how I feel about LeBron him. makes mediocre players better. He does, like because you have makes, like Jared yeah, Smith is a, a guy. He might be out of the league with you. Like yeah. you're like, oh, I'm playing with LeBron. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna stand you know what I mean? Like dudes like Jr. and Jeff Green and. Yo, Tristan Thompson is not is coming off the bench for every other All NBA right, watch, team. Watch, the watch the Jamaican slander. You know what I'm saying? Like because my man, because my man Tristan Thompson. Is he Jamaican? Yeah, that's why. What do you guys think? It's like Trevor or some shit. It's like Tristan Trevor Thompson. Like, what could, do you think of the new? You'll love this story. So Tristan Thompson, Draymond, mm -hmm. Tristan yeah. Thompson does the. I'll see you over there. Yeah. Does the point, which is like I feel like that started what the last three years? The point to the so like runway lot or the. We'll, let's go fight over there. Let's yeah. get off the court. Yeah. So like forty five minutes later, we're in the back, mm -hmm. and you know the oracle's like it's a million years old, and you gotta why. And the press conference room is so everybody's kind of there, 
And Tristan Thompson and Draymond Green are like four feet away from each other at one point. And I'm like, are okay. we, is this going to happen? happen? It's, it's, gonna go down. Yeah. it's like, they're not even making eye contact. It's like, what happened to Yeah, what, no. what, what happened to energy? The and points? they all say the same shit at the end of the game. Well, you know, it's a passionate game. Ooh. I showed emotion, blah, blah, blah. Whatever my agent told me to say. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Like, I don't know how, like, real that tension is. Like, I feel like it, it, there's some validity to it like in the moment no you know the but last i don't feel time, like they really want to kick no each the last ass. time you saw someone real remember when Melo was waiting for katie oh not K, um, kg kg yeah, yeah, with the whole oh, that, oh, was, that was a different oh, that he, was wanted, different he wanted all the smoke he, he was didn't on the want he didn't want to finish the game like he was just kind he of talked about his girl so, yeah. Yeah. yeah he was waiting at the bus you gotta admit that like, it he, seems and like a new hat too yeah it seems like that's the one place that that's the one line ask drake as Drake, don't Moms, talk about people's girls. girlfriends, mistresses, wives. Wives, yeah. We don't, we don't talk about anyone's wives. You know, and daughters, daughters, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we, apologize we apologize. Actually, daughters is probably the ultimate third rail. Nobody would say Oh, yeah. Oh, my daughter. God. Oh. When uh, Cameron, is, Cameron did um, Nas's. I'm saying in basketball. Oh, ba okay. That's ba yeah. Yeah, when well, the, yeah. What, like someone's going to say something to Steph Curry about Riley? Like, you know, that's not... Imagine, Come on. imagine Come on, you at the half court, like, yeah, yeah, Riley looking cute. Like, no. Nah. Yeah. Imagine no. LeBron whispering some shit like that in his ear, like, like after blocking the layup. Steph Curry would be like, that's just weird. I'm <laughs> not, even, <laughs> not even mad. Like, it would just fuck up his whole head. Like, he, he wouldn't even know what to do. He's just chewing it, like, like <laughs> what was that? Uh, I don't so, know. that play yesterday I thought was really interesting. So, LeBron, the game's over. LeBron pins the Curry layup to the backboard mm -hmm. and then talks shit to him. And Curry's like, Come on, dude. Yeah. He's it, but kind of came at him and like stood his ground. Yeah. And then they went and LeBron gives him the bully shove. Clay Thompson kind of comes over. He wanders out of his, his smoking <laughs> hey, van. Hey, hey, I'm going to do something. Man, right, I'm the human PBS logo. Oh, I'm here to, to, to serve I justice. Conflict. And, uh, and they start, something starts, but it did make me think like, I think all these guys get along. They're on the Olympic team. Like deep down, they're all oh, like, yeah. they're all LeBron kind of and KD, like, they compete, but I'm sure they get along. They see each other. They're yeah. eight step handshake. No it's anger. like when I play 2K with my brother, like I love my brother. You know what I mean? Right. But when we play 2K, we're like mortal enemies. But I don't think LeBron and Curry like each other. No, I don't think so. I think yeah, that's like a real friends. thing. No. I think when Curry won that two MVPs and became the beloved star of the league and yeah. people are showing up to watch him warm up two guy. hours for the yep. game. He came from And LeBron Davidson. is like, what the fuck? I'm the best player in the league and I don't think they like each other. Remember when, I have no evidence at all. Remember when Curry was mocking him at the wedding? Oh yeah, that's Doing right. The, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Curry yeah. mocked him. Yeah. Um, LeBron tries to bully ball him. And then LeBron did the whole RIP on the cookies to the cookie on the cookies yeah. thing. Like there's like there's definitely their competitors, but I think on I think you're right on a basic level they probably do not like each other. They're yeah. on each other's corner, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, like LeBron, he's talking about Curry. Like his wife, his wife has a Food Network show. Cool. Why, why do we have to hear about his wife? Why is, what what is a loser? Why is how she got the ball? Don't see my wife on TV. You cooking. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. Ridiculous. Okay. Why is his kids all yellow? What's huh? that about? What's that? What's that? Can we talk about the giant long beard? You don't see my kids talking crazy at the <laughs> press conference. They know where they place. They're children. They shouldn't be at the post. Back right? in my day, children weren't in the post game. <laughs> exactly. What what, he's wait, what car commercial was uh, is Steph Curry in now? Is he also doing Kia? Hell no. Because he had know. an ad yesterday where he was driving. My rule is if you're doing a car commercial, you have to drive the car. Well, LeBron says he drives his Kia. I mean, he lives in Cleveland. I believe it. Yeah. I just don't believe it. That was, that's a, that's a Benz, <laughs> that was a Benz in Cleveland. Yo, he's killing it in Cleveland. I think LeBron he's has... Like, oh, he got the K900. Oh, shit. LeBron has cars where the doors go up. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a normal car. He probably the takes the Kia to like, Trader Joe's and shit. 
You know what I mean? Like, shh. Can, can LeBron wears, like, a fake, Kia? Put, like, you know, shades on and, like, a little pork pie hat and goes to get his, like, you know, shrimp linguine or whatever he likes. What do you think Joe's? happens to LeBron when he retires? Because, like, Kobe has been kind of fascinating what's happened with him since he retired. I think LeBron being a great analyst. I, like, in the in that vein of Kobe where Kobe, like, breaks down games or whatever, but, like, even better. Yeah. Like, how, how we mentioned last time we were here, like, how A-Rod is such a great analyst. Are we sure A Rod's a great analyst? I love A Rod. Okay, an analyst, we still man. like him. Yeah, yeah for, for now. I love that, him. That we can listen to him. We can listen to him. That boo's awkward. It's that the ESPN Sunday Night boo's oh. awkward. Yeah, it's awkward. If you, I mean, like, if you have him and Poppy on the same show, that's entertainment, or him and Pedro on the same show, it's entertainment. I just don't understand baseball announcing. What why it can only the conversation can only resemble a certain type of conversation. Like they would never be like, "Hey, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball." It's it's the three of us. Right. We're doing nine innings. People like they'd have fucking Their strokes. Yeah. The eighty year old dude and like you what know, are they talking Boca about? Raton, They're talking Florida. too fast. Oh my god. <laughs> the, it's it's hard to do baseball down. There was a Yankee game the other day and it wasn't even a blowout or anything. It was a very close game. I think it might have been the Red Sox series or whatever. The announcers were talking about what what materials were used in different bridges around the boroughs. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I was like, it's the fourth inning. Mean, you guys run out you of a lot of hours to kill. I saw John Sterling turn to 80. It's the only sport where as you get older, it's actually an advantage. Yeah, to be a people love you answer. more. They're like, oh, wow. I he's 110. Wow. My favorite part he's of Lou Gehrig. My what favorite part of Yankee radio broadcast is just hearing him try to predict if it's a home run or if it's like a fly yeah, ball. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's gone. It's far. It's it's gone. Gone. He catches up second base. Oh, he's going to make uh, makes the catch with room. <laughs> that was like Marv Albert in the uh, the Pacers series with Victor Oladipo and Darren Collison. He just, he had no idea. Yeah, it was, no, it was a coin flip each time. Like, Two for Carlson. Coladipo. Coladipo. Collar greens the, to the hell to the rack. I, I, like, what? I can't green? see. <laughs> <laughs> Once they start mixing up the dudes, it gets tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Marv Robbins has a checkered past. He said checkered past. Wow. Wow, all my millennials Google that. So you know to say the Marv least. Albert's all in New York, though. You, I thought you would blindly defend Marv Albert. Oh, yeah, you guys, do. we blindly fed, but that was wild. That was that, wild. Like, that was where I was like, wow, you. And I was like, Marv, Al as Marv the, Albert? As the details came out, it got weirder and weirder. At first, it was just like, oh, you know, you had a woman up in your room. Yeah. Potential sex worker, whatever. I don't know. Maybe your girlfriend. Oh, you bitter? That's what you <laughs> But like, no oh, kink wow. shaming, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, you were also wearing women lingerie? Okay, cool, fine. <laughs> hey, it, was whatever. A, it was a different NBA. Yeah. It was different, <laughs> different times. Different times. I don't, know, I don't they, know if LeBron they, survives. They I don't know if LeBron survives that NBA. <laughs> there was no hand checking. <laughs> what do you uh what do you expect from <laughs> I don't even want to know what you mean by that. <laughs> what do you expect from LeBron going forward? Do we expect like angry Denzel last Yo, 45 like, minutes of man on fire? Like, how, how would you feel after that ending of game one? How how would you feel coming into game I two? I was texting a buddy of mine today and I sent this text unironically and didn't realize how crazy it was till after I looked at it again. I was like, no, I think they can win too. LeBron just needs to get 45 yeah, but I said it like like it's not like like yeah. it was like he's going to get Cheetos from the fridge yeah. or yeah, something. Because like, oh, LeBron, yeah, and that's get, why mm -hmm. I always say like, yo, listen, my youthful hatred for Michael Jordan aside, you expect him to do that. Like, this is what Jordan was like, to, though. Remember, yeah, like I mean, that yeah. by the '93 playoffs, you, you're like, oh, they're down two one. Oh, he'll, oh, get he'll, 50 he'll drop fifty five. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. No big deal. He get 50, what was the game four against the Knicks? He got fifty five. The game for Charles Smith. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, but. But it's so easy for him now. 
And after that game one loss, like he might just come in on a whole new level. In the in the Celtics series, in that game seven, when he had that like it was the last when uh, Morris grabbed him, like he had the ball and he was just kind of like not. He was running up court like at a normal speed, and then he just hit the half court line and turned yeah. into this weird gear, the, the LeBron gear, and just zoomed up to court and just went to yam it. But then like this guy grabs him, so he's just like, "Oh, I'm just gonna switch into a layup and just put it in, totally like that. control my body," you know. And like, despite having a seven foot tall grown man who weighs three hundred pounds hanging off my back, like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, he had just, one of those yesterday. Yeah. Like with think, like two and a half minutes left, he yeah. did the drive and, and he went into somebody full speed, mm-hmm. bounced backwards, held the ball in the air, and then flipped it, it one handed. Yep. Like, and I was it, like, in wow. person, that was I it's was like, nuts. Holy I'm like, fucking yo. shit. Yeah. So I'll, he so he was so close to a victory already, and then to have it snatched away. So he still had, you know he still has a taste in his mouth. He's coming in for blood game yeah. two. I think I'm, he was so mad that I was scared. JR, JR I didn't know Smith. if he was just going to look at me and be like, fuck that guy. Fuck, I hate you. Really what are you looking at, Bill? I heard what he said. You kind of look like Skip Bayless. I'm going to kill you. Uh, You're all like. And when he stormed out the press conference, that was the most aggressive yet sassy exit I've ever seen. Because he walked out. He was like, no, nah, I'm not taking this. He Bro, grabbed this let me grab my bag. Like, out of here. That's a big ass bag, LeBron. Yo. But he's so big, I can't say. I'm like, that's that's cool bag. That's a, I like that's that bag, yo. Could you, could what, I get are, one? what are some better moves than a what James Harden and Chris Paul do, which is just they give one sentence answers and they're just assholes. Yeah. LeBron Ooh. does the storm out of the press conference. Nobody like mocks these guys. Yeah. Steve don't ask Kerr did no, that and Steve Kerr did we need more sarcasm. Yeah. I know we need more sarcasm yeah. though. Yeah, we do. Popovich like, is the master. What was JR's state of mind? I don't know. What am I, a fucking psychologist? Yeah. You like, know what? Let me call Do you know J.R. Smith? Yeah. Like, y'all J- motherfuckers report on this shit. You know J.R. Smith? What do you think was on his mind besides Hennessy? <laughs> he said you know he doesn't mean? drink Hennessy. He says he does not. He says he does not. does not drink Hennessy. He says he does not drink Hennessy. And I. But he also said. He also thought they had the lead. So, I mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anything is possible. Yeah. I'm circumcised. <laughs> um. Durant, <laughs> I think Durant, Durant thought George Hill was going to make that free throw. I thought so too. He Yo, did, if, he decides not to box out J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. By the way, if J.R. Smith puts that back in, everybody's like Kevin Durant. He quit on the play. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Did J.R. Smith save LeBron yesterday? But from being, because uh, if they lost, does the blame go on? If say the whole debacle at the end with Jr. missing the shot or whatever, and somehow that same play happens and uh, Curry wins, Curry hits that shot, they go ahead and he misses the free throw. Yeah, does LeBron get the blame for that game, or who gets the blame? Because like well, from Skip Bayless, he would. But yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from the normal get the blame because he passed to George Hill over yeah. taking it himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. LeBron always seems to make the right play. Yeah, yeah. I'm turning into like a LeBron. You know apologist. what? Apologist? I don't like it. It's not even apologist, bro. It's reality. Like you, and when they break it down at the end of the game, you do this for a living, bro. You see, like they'll break it down and they'll be like, "Hey, LeBron has this guy over here and this guy over here. This is the better pass. Like he has a split second to make this decision. He can ma- make the pass to this guy or he can make the pass to this guy. This is the proper, you know what I mean, move yeah. to make. And he makes that move in like a millisecond. Tim you know Langer I mean? like, did a good he does job that all the time. Tim Legler broke down after game seven how LeBron was using Jalen Brown on Jalen Brown on defense mm-hmm. to decide what he was going to do to attack the Celtics on each play. So, like, if Jalen Brown went over here, 
he would slide in and then find this other guy. And it was all like, it was like LeBron was playing chess and Jalen Brown didn't even know who's on the board. He's like, how'd that happen again? As much as I hate the Celtics, like, Everybody on that team is like 19 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Including the coach. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, you can't, you know. They, our they best, player, our best player had no idea he was our best player. Yeah, you know He would make two great plays and then he His would mom was stand like, the You're corner. the best. You're the yeah. best. And he's he was like, like Jesse, go get the ball. Me? Is that me? Oh. Uh, no, LeBron. So predictions for the rest of the series? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Because after, I was like, sweep? let me see game one. Uh, I don't think sweep. I do not think sweep. No, I, absolutely not. I, I actually predicted on a podcast that LeBron was going to come back from the the deficit that they faced last time. On your podcast? Yeah. And so this is a sloppy seconds podcast prediction? Yeah, I, I didn't even hear no, it. No, so no, no. Is, I, I, I believe that LeBron can pull this off. And you think LeBron can win the series? I think LeBron can win the series. All he needs is one person to give him like 25 points or 30 points. One person. Anybody, Kevin Love? Anybody. Kevin Love. Fucking tr- tr- Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Literally anybody. Some help, cause he's cause he's gonna he's like he's angry now, bro. Like he's pissed off, so he's gonna go like he's probably at home doing like the CrossFit ropes right now, like on a ball. He's like got a, a medicine pool. ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's, he's in a hyperbaric chamber. The best. Like, like, he's, he's doing all that working kids. out. He's doing all that working <laughs> out. What's J.R. Smith? So we're like, yeah. <laughs> so guess, guess how many touches J.R. Smith is gonna get in this next game? Probably like three. If he comes but off see, the bench, and the worst part is watch J.R. Smith be super hot. Watch J.R. Smith have one of those games where he can't miss anything except the most important shot at the end of the game. Yeah. You know how it works. Yeah. But okay. I don't think sweep. I do not think sweep. I think we're going to get a good competitive series. series. Yeah. I was actually glad that game one was kind of even. I didn't want to see like a total blowout kind of thing. I felt at the end of the last playoffs, Durant and LeBron were like this. Mm-hmm. Like same level. Maybe Durant was like a, a little smidge bit. higher because he was a better two-way player. And now... Yeah, it just seems like this. You think you think KD's a better defender than LeBron? I thought he was last year. Oh, okay. I just think he works harder because I think LeBron has to do so much for his team. Yeah. He's, he kind of he's picking spots to save right, himself. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, like even in this series, I, he's like, I'll guard Draymond Green. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, because you can leave him open by 10 feet. And Imagine he's gonna LeBron miss. was like an 80% free throw shooter or like an 85% or mid high 80s percent free throw shooter. Right, and that's like, probably the biggest nitpick we'd have at that's this it. point. Yeah, like he can't, like he he Other blows than, free throws. Like, I mean, that's wh- it. how do you feel about his hair these days? I, I know it's a big topic. I, I wear hats all the time, so I'm not allowed to comment. On yeah, me, me too. Like, yeah. I, 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 like Lebron, I feel the struggle. Uh, also, you, if you have a lot of money, you could get hair plugs. So. Would you just shave it though if you're him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he has the like he's like, but then the the Jordan comparisons are really start. Like, yeah, he might not have the bald head. What about the giant long beard? He looked weird, bald. That one time we did see him with fully cut off and uh, before the season when he was working out. So I don't, I wouldn't recommend that for him. He's a little scary. What about the neck beard, though? The beard, I mean, kind of works. It's a, it's a playoff beard. It's a beard. Mm-hmm. It I makes would, it easier to have like a LeBron Halloween mask with a beard. Well, because okay. you could just see, you could be like a little eight year old kid. You could have that, or just be like the giant beard. <laughs> but see, uh, I think most people you don't see want that. to get to harder levels. Harder levels, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's just like, yo, you're biting my style. You know what I mean? Well, it kind of feels like he is though. Harden's beard is definitely Harden's kind of like, like I was here in the beard corner first yeah and then Tyson Chandler tried to get out yeah. here if LeBron, like, Harden's beard island. is like some other shit bro cause like you can barely see yeah. his mouth if LeBron wanted to claim the beard there's, like, Harden, there's nothing Harden there, could do about yeah. it corks he just has like his ID in it against his <laughs> arena James Harden's bottom of his face looks like an extremely hairy ass like his mouth is like the bubble <laughs> and like everything else is just beard 
You know what I mean? Like I don't know what asses you've been looking at, my friend. <laughs> like my own in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> don't need that visual. <laughs> we'll be breaking this down at Kobe Bryant's detail tonight. <laughs> uh, what's your prediction for the series? What do you think? I, I thought five. Mm-hmm. As the game was going yesterday, I thought six. And now I think five again. Because Cleveland should have won last night, and they didn't. And yeah. You can't give away finals games. Yeah, it's no, never worked ever in the history yeah. of the league. You, I love that quote right there, because that's what I'm going to say when I'm old and drunk at bars. I think it's really deep to a young kid. I'll be like, can't be giving away finals games. Can't give away finals yeah. games. You only got seven. That's yeah. it. You only got seven. Yeah. You know what seven you means? You one, you only got six left. Every, seven means every you position get four counts. chances to win. Every position But that's that's a real thing, though. Like every It's a real thing. Counts, yes. Like it's dead Here's serious. Thing. You know it's hard? Winning five of seven games. Yeah. So this is basically what they have to do now, because... It's like they won yesterday, even yeah. though they didn't, and now they have to win another four. And I, I don't know. I usually game ones. Are the I think they'll win all games. the home games. I think they'll win all the home games. Don't and I think th- if they, I, I think they still win at Oracle. Honestly, what, I, I like. What, I, 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 I believe in the power does, of LeBron. What conditioning trick does LeBron have left at this point, other than just taking? the blood cells of his children and like inve- injecting like he them must right be. in his I mean, forehead. While we joke, let's not forget, they didn't they once turn off the AC on him? And that didn't stop him. The Spurs. Yeah. yeah. You think that was intentional? Oh, that was, that was definitely on. intentional. A big old arena like that, you can't get the AC working before a playoff game and they have, there's no backup system or anything. I was, I was doing TV that year and I was wearing a suit and I, I mean, we almost passed out. Yeah. I can't tell you how hot it was in there. It was like 115 degrees even- in there. And we're trying to do live TV and like all of us, the makeup's like pouring, pouring off our face. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and LeBron the- is over there like open, yeah. running up and down the court yeah. at a million miles an hour. Listen, playing- if they did that, that was smart. If that was Gotta try. Gotta try. Let's talk, about, let's talk Yankees Red Sox really quick. Yeah. <laughs> really so the quick? Ro- the rookie comes in. <laughs> all our Yankees Red Sox conversations are like Yankees Red Sox games. It lasts four and a half hours. And no one wants to hear them. And nobody wants to hear them. Nobody wants to hear except the Yankees or Red Sox. This is a Mets um, friend. Like, are they going to talk about Mets or not? No, we're not. Quick break to talk about hotel tonight. My friends, if you're like me and you're not so great at planning ahead, I've got good news. Our friends at Hotel Tonight have an awesome app that help you find amazing hotel deals. At the last minute, book next week tonight, book next month tonight. All it takes is 10 seconds, three types and a swipe. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. Hotel Tonight only shows you the best deals in the best hotels. Perfect. Whether you're a planner or you like to leave things to the very last minute. As you've heard me say, I've used it multiple times for multiple youth soccer tournaments in various parts of Southern California. Oh, yeah. And with Hotel Tonight's HT Perks program, the more you book, the better the deals get. Unlike other loyalty programs where you're trapped into staying at boring chain hotels. Oh, no. You get you start scoring amazing deals all over the place with the HT Perks program. Just just start now. Incredible hotels, amazing deals. Download the Hotel Tonight app right now. And, and while we're here, the Rewatchables podcast is back. We did Social Network. We did Training Day. Training Day was one of my favorite ones we've done because we really went deep dive on Denzel and got into a legitimate argument about 90s Denzel versus 90s Tom Hanks. Me, Sean Fennessy, Chris Ryan. It was really good. It's one of the best things we do. I would encourage you to subscribe. We have 18 more episodes coming over the next 18 weeks. The Rewatchables, one of my favorite pieces of content to do, period. Anyway, back to Jesus and Mero. 
All right, Red Sox Yankees, the rivalry's back. Yeah. Yeah. The big it change. Good. It feels good. Yeah, it we talked good. about this the last time. The big change was your rookie came up and he's been awesome. Glaber. And Glaber. now now the Yankees are flexing a little bit. You know, we got a couple we got a couple yeah. of what the doctor called Glaber pains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, Mike Francis. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> no, it's exciting. It's it's fun to watch baseball again. Like the energy around Red Sox Yankees, I know, is great now because other people are getting annoyed. Other people are like, no one cares about the Red Sox and Yankees. And Red Sox uh, and Yankee I fans are like, so excuse much. you, yeah. excuse you. Know, there's you. other cities that play baseball. Well, they don't matter. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Houston. Houston. Fuck you. People are just yeah. like, the greatest rivalry in sports. And I was like, uh, I better hear Red Sox Yankees come out your mouth. Because yeah. if not, I don't know what we're talking about here. Huh? I like having the Astros involved, too, though. It's yeah, like, it's third, it's like, like a three-man wrestling is, match or but something. But it's just like, it's kind of like. All right, slow down. Relax. Slow down. You're new here. You're new here. Yeah. You won last year. Because yeah. you're like, yeah, we're going to get two rings this year. I was like, mm, keep it down. Chill. Yeah. You guys sucked for I was like, eternity. That's you're being disrespectful to the Red Sox also. Yeah. Like, this, this is our beef between them. Like, you guys will do yeah. what you, you visit. Like, Time to come take with, it. It's like the Astros coming in with a steel chair. Like, no. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get, yeah. Out, get out of the ring. It's yeah. like when you're, you're you're fighting with your older brother and then yeah. your little sister gets up. You're like, whoa. Whoa, what are you doing here? Like, stop. Get out of here. If I hit you, dad is going to get mad. Like, come on. It really bothers Astro fans that because they'll come to Yankee Stadium, we know nothing about the Astros because we're we're idiot Yankee fans, so we don't know people's names. And we're no. just like, who's the who's the short horse jockey guy? The guy, he's the annoying. Guy. The little guy. I hate this fucking little guy. The little oh, the little league guy. The Why is he allowed to be so guy? short? His center of gravity. Who's the strike zone? Yeah, what is the strike zone? What is what, what's it for him? Well, that's like Ver, that's why Verlander is so important. Hey, Verlander, nice pictures. Oh, yeah. well, I love him. Verlander and he kind of, like he got booed coming out the game and I did you see that because yeah. he he put it on us he put it on us yeah, he did. well deserved pitching warm, went um pitching like performance a, but juicing, then he was like juicing. leaving and he's getting booed by Yankee Stadium and he's just like nah I don't care but he's like I'm fucking Justin Verlander he was like. He tipped his hat to everyone. They started booing louder. Yeah. I was like, "You talk yourself, yeah. Justin." I, I, there is a buzz that's back in the at, in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. It's starting to feel like the old stadium on TV. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in person yet to see it, but it feels like the, the TV vibe and the standing on two strikes. Like it's all starting yeah. to feel like the Yankees back. again. And then but it's taking ten years. It's taking ten always, years. Like they always pan over to like the random like Teamster guy and like yeah. you know the old Babe Ruth. Shirt yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, get him. <laughs> He's got like a Severino, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cy Young, here we come, baby. A real blue collar type guy. Yeah. But yeah, after <laughs> it <blue> feels <laughs> like <laughs> Brett Gardner's gutty, yeah. a lot of grit. Guardy B, you got anywhere I could put my lunch pail? Like, all right. <laughs> it's funny when Brett Gardner's like the elder statesman now of the Yankees. Like I remember when he was like, you know, the young, young speedster. He's weirdly clutch though. Yeah. He is. I'm always afraid when he comes yeah. up in big spots against the Red Sox. He, 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 he hit that, that big Davinsky homer against Davinsky yeah. the other night. And he could do. He gets those little those little bullshit pop ups. Yeah, well, that just fall. He right works when you counts. Well, he does what Cano used to do, where he would just go make a pitcher throw a hundred thousand pitches and, and that. That's the thing. He can yeah, he foul it off, foul it off, foul it off, foul it off. It's a, it's a fucking struggle to get him yeah. out. I love. You need guys that, like that in a playoff team. Yeah. I love the art of people fouling off an O2 pitch yeah. and just keep fouling. Yeah, fouling, fouling, fouling off on purpose. Like, yo, go ahead, keep throwing to your. We do this all day, baby. Let's go. I know you're on the pitch count, you jerk. Matter of fact, I'm gonna step out the box, slow the game down a little more. Yeah. Just did we did we do a pod after the Joe Kelly fight when he came to Yankee Stadium? I don't think we did. No, we didn't. We didn't do That's it. when I really felt like the rivalry was back. That's when it came when back. When he came out of the bullpen and the fans are like, oh, fuck you. 
Joe Kelly. Like, right. Because to have so a picture like, like that. Like, a guy like Joe Kelly yeah. on the Yankees would be beloved. He'd be the greatest player ever. Everybody in Staten Island would be like, Joe Kelly, that's my guy. That's a guy right there. We'd have him in Monument Park before the season's even over. Yeah, just retire his number. You'll have... There will be another fight between these two teams. Oh, there has to sure. be. Sure. It's going to be an eight to two, two game on a Friday night, and somebody will throw at somebody. Yeah, CC Sabathia's going to pile drive somebody on the pitcher's <laughs> mound. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> it's good, man. Now yeah. you only need the Knicks to come back. <sighs> See, wow, yeah. we were having a good time. I, just, they can. They can. What do you have, the eighth pick? Tenth pick? Ninth pick? Ninth pick? Ninth pick? You never know. You never know. Like, it's one of those weird drafts where, like, the ninth pick could be the second best guy in the draft. Yeah. Yep. Like, you never know. Like, that's the thing about the about that, about that the draft is just, like, dude, you look back in history, and there's guys that would pick, like, you know, 28th, 27th. Donovan Mitchell, 13. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just like, wow, like, we passed up on this guy. No, you didn't pass up on him. Yeah, it the wasn't scouts, guaranteed. Your scouts were trash, and they didn't see something or... The guy developed in the league or whatever. Like. There's also, a lot of guys in this draft, too, that with the Knicks fans, where if you talk to them before the draft, like, Trey Young, he's hot garbage. He'll suck. Yeah. He'll he's too suck. Small. He's no Steph Curry. Or like Michael Porter, he won't stay healthy, but then if the Knicks take them, like, Trey Young, he's going to own MSG. Listen, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, the, beauty, the, first, that's the, first. the beauty of the Knicks. That's the beauty of the Knicks. <laughs> Look, we went to the <laughs> NBA drafts where they picked Chris Dapp. We booed. We were at oh, you're going nuts. We, we, like, oh, like, we walked out. So it was like, what is, who is it? Who? What the fuck? Who the we, fuck is no, this guy? We the were, whole crowd is just boo. Like, oh, oh, it was out of control. We were in the elevator going down in Barclays, and everybody from Long Island was in that elevator. Like, I can't believe this garbage. Cool. Another fucking Euro guy. Watch, he's gonna hurt his back. He's probably never gonna 12. play in the league. This guy's just gonna be a dunk machine. Uh, the fucking poster to get dunked on. This guy's garbage. Shout out to our guy, real life Cass. He threw a NBA draft party for the the night where they picked Chris Stapps. It was in men's hat Manhattan. He's on camera. He takes his Nick hat and tosses it off the side of the building. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. That's how he, they, people replay it now. I remember how fast this flipped, though, because all, all the Knicks fans I knew were furious. Oh. Then there's it. a summer league game, and he went against Okafer. Mm-hmm. And all the Knicks fans watched it. We were like, Ready Whoa. to be like, oh, let's watch this game, and we'll shit on Porzingis together. Yeah. And then the game's gone, and they're like, Oh wait! Wait a this second. This guy's seven for three. Is he better crossover? than Okafer? Yeah. Hey, did you notice Okafer can't score on him? Hey, yeah. did you see that three? And then by the end it's of the game, going. everybody's like, "We're in!" Yeah. I remember it was funny. He was, was trending on Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, he broke oh, his he leg." He like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's uh, funny because I was like kind of pro Okafer at first, and I was just like, "Wait a minute, isn't that who we wanted? We went, yeah, we went to the draft. Like, and wanted him. It was a rare Knicks break. Really, like the Sixers could have taken Porzingis, and you get Okafer, and then he's a disaster. And it's like, oh, we're one pick away from Porzingis. I'll as a Knicks fan, like we we don't know shit. Like 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 we're just blindly Knicks fans. Like yeah, bro, I wanted them to draft Malik Monk. You know what I mean? Like who, who I didn't realize was five foot eight at the time. <laughs> He's not. I'm like, don't give up on Malik. That's who I thought they should take it too. But yeah, Mitchell passing on him. Yeah. Is not. And didn't LeBron say something about that? Like, oh, he's a diamond in the rough or something like that. Like he's. he's I'm in on Malik Monk. The thing we're lear we always learn with the NBA is these guys go to the wrong teams mm -hmm. and it doesn't go well for them, and then they end up on the right team, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, this guy's good. This guy's great. Could you imagine yeah. if Steph Curry ended up on the Knicks on that draft? He would not be the Steph Curry he is now. Well, I see. I don't. He would have gotten hurt. Yeah, because he had those ankle things, and mm -hmm. the Warriors were really smart about trying to help him. Mm -hmm. And oh, you got to re relearn how you walk and shoe lifts. Nick would have been like, "Get out there and play! Yeah, they were, give me forty. You're fine, play <laughs> don't, defense. Don't, Actually, I mean, if you want to, what the fuck is wrong with you? Huh? <laughs> play defense because Melo isn't. 
Now, Dan D'Antoni definitely would have played him 43 minutes oh, a game. Are you kidding me? 58 him minutes. seven stress fractures. <laughs> Curry would be on the show with you right now. He'd be, <laughs> be like, three man show. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Give it up for retired <laughs> Nick Legends, <laughs> Steph Curry. Remember that game he had 30 points? He's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like, what was that, like, oh, oh, two? Yeah, yeah, that was before your ankle splittered in nine directions. <laughs> I was like, how far do you think you would have went? Do you think you would have gotten a ring eventually in the league? Yeah. Like, well, I never know. You could have made an all-star team, right? I no longer have ankles, so you don't have to carry me out of here but so what i remember from the three seasons i played was you know it was just it was just wonderful a lot of a lot of praises to god and such you know when the garden was eaten step when like yo come on man we're just sitting there i'm like what is this a rain delay is the yankees i feel like we've said this several times on your podcast like the i feel like the knicks are not going to be good until james dolan either disappears yeah i'm like the lost island i think we should be legally required to say it each time yeah, can the, saying, can the commissioner do something about that? Can the commissioner say, "Look, look, you're running this team terribly"? Because yo, they stopped the Chris Paul trade. Like, why can't they step in and be like, "Yo, you're the owner of this team, but you're running it into the ground"? Because this, this is a this is a historic still, franchise. It's still, make, it's still printing money. It's still. I think money Dan league, Gilbert might good. be the only unlikable, probably not that good owner, who's actually succeeded. All right, so why did he succeed? He won the lottery with LeBron. <laughs> one of the two best parts of all time. And then Kyrie. LeBron left, and he won three lotteries in four years. and got Kyrie, and he got the pick to trade for Kevin Love. And, you know, yeah. if, if none of that stuff happens, he might just be James Dolan yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. We don't Except know. Except James Dolan is opening for Joel. So how do you feel? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he went on tour with her. For, he's, on, he's opening for, for JD in the short shots? Yes. JD in the straight shots. Straight shots. Straight. Sorry, James. Come on. Who was the name of the actor that has to pay for his seats now? Because he kept slandering the Knicks. Uh, Ethan Hall. Ethan Hall. He was on my podcast. Yes. That's how we, I was. I broke that story. Look was that you. a story? Look at look at. Yeah, the I didn't know. Over here. First of all, Ethan Hawke was one of the best guests I've had in like two years. Yeah. Second of all, he's a real basketball fan. And third, I had no idea he feuded with with JD in the straight shot. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? I'm looking at all these people. You guys would like Ethan Hawke. You should have him on your We're show. Fine. He, he was honestly one of the best guests I've had. He's like one of the cool people when you see him sitting courtside. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, oh I, shit, I know you. Yeah. And then Steve Sharif was just grabbing the camera like, look at me. I'm Steve Sharif. Look at me. Was, Bobby Bacala. Yeah, look, look at me. Hey. I got my little Bell steak sandwich. Hey. That's why I came here. I'm leaving now. I'm out on. All right, P. James Gandolfini. You're my guy. Well, he's also one of those. Yeah, I remember in 91, I was there with River Phoenix when Jordan dunked on. Like, he's got he got at games with famous people. So what's going on with your show? Man, we're same thing, plugging same. away. Still yeah, plugging away, still away, going out. Uh, who we got coming up? We actually have a Pusha T. He's going to be on the show coming up. Yeah. That's, that that's should be, be good very interesting. interesting. If, 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 behind stage, hmm? I'm like, send him with if a steel chair. If, they, if one of them doesn't kill the other. Ah, nobody's killing nobody. Nobody's killing nobody. Yeah, it's rap. The days of rappers killing each other. And it's funny because somebody asked me like on Twitter, like, somebody's career is going to get ended. I was like, nobody's career is going to get ended. It's 2018. Pusha T is like... Backed by Kanye, Drake is Drake. Like also, Pusha T's fans are older. Like I'm a Pusha T. There's very little Pusha T could do right now to make me turn my back on them. I never think out. it's the guys. It's always the guys around the guys yeah. that seem mm-hmm. to cause the problems. I will say this though, as somebody who loved reading everything about the Biggie Tupac thing mm-hmm. in the moment and was always fascinated by that story. Now there's like too much material on it. 
Yeah. There's miniseries and documentaries, and it's like, where's all this material? Guess what? I'm okay with that knowing who killed either guy. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You got, you have, you got the gist. Yeah. You don't have to see. We you watch know what it. That, you know what happened? They made songs about how they wanted to kill each other, and then they both died. Yeah, that's it. That's and what they're like. Probably oh, some shady dudes did it. They're I, like I'm Biggie good. versus Pac coming to theaters. So I was like, I'm not going to sit down and Johnny Depp's in that. I'm like, no, I don't want. I know the general story. Like, well, who did Johnny Depp play? Put you black. Johnny Depp's playing like the police sergeant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's playing Biggie in a fat suit. <laughs> he plays everybody like Eddie Murphy. Like, is that Eddie Murphy but he's using his accent from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that's, that's how I would say Tyler Perry is Biggie versus Tupac. Oh. <laughs> Tyler Perry's playing seven guys. Biggie? 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 How you doing, Biggie? Uh, hello. <laughs> I love you. Hear me? Um, nothing else to plug? Uh, San Francisco, why are you here? You We're here for Clusterfest. Yeah, Clusterfest. It already have happened by it the already time happened, people are here. San Francisco having a lovely time here. We have a show in Chicago. We got one in Atlanta coming. We got Seattle. We coming. To, that's going to be an exciting show. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Never been to Seattle. Seattle sold out. I mean, was sold high numbers super fast. I was very surprised. So, shout out to the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to drop third person on myself here. It's a Bill Simmons favorite city. Hey. Yeah, you like it? Seattle. What's What's good if, about it? If they had an been. NBA team. I think I would have moved there at some point. Really? I just like it over there. I like the people. They love basketball. Mm -hmm. They like all the things I like there. Recreational it's just is, cool. is legal out it's there. It's nice. Right? Yeah, it's it's cool. People in Seattle people That's are cool. Yeah. I recommend Seattle. How about I hope you stay there for a couple of days? We hope because every time we go places, we don't have enough time to spend explore in the city. The city. So, yeah. yeah, you want to do like the four day. So this is going to be the future for you guys a little bit. These live shows. Yeah, get out, meet the people. Yeah. Get out toward the country. Then we probably do international. Yeah, we got yeah. some shows in do you Lebanon structure and the Chad live shows? and uh, Slovenia. Nah, not at all. Do we I mean, by structure, you know, like do no? Do you structure like? All right, first 15 minutes we're doing this. Second 15. Oh, uh, we just um, it's just we do the intro, then we just. Kind of like wild for about yeah. an hour. It's like a double minutes, and then we show. have a question. We have a question to answer at the end. That's like the only structure we have. But other than that, no. Some we that's gotta about, be funny. It's like avant garde jazz, man. Yeah, it's funny because if you go out there without a game plan, like the crowd kind of helps you. Yeah. Like say we come here, we're like, oh, we're gonna do like rice aroni jokes in San Francisco. It's just like they're like, the fuck out of here. We don't fuck eat rice aroni. So then it turns into a well, what well, kind what of do rice? Eat? And then they're like, oh, you have to go get rice from Paul's on Market Street. And someone else was like, the best rice is over on Third. And you're just right. sitting there and just having art. And you're like, all right, well, it's part of that whole like thing that we do that's like a hangout you know what i mean so it's like it's interactive like i want to be like, in one i want to invite myself on one of these live shows you're always welcome man i want to come on one of them that's come how on. unstructured we are that you could literally just show up and be like yo i'm not like text was uh, no not yeah, even, like, yeah. even not even texas like you could literally just walk, walk on stage, on stage and be like, hey, I'm here. And like oh shit Bill i love it. i've done that with corolla a couple times where because he does the same thing they're pretty much unstructured yeah but the, the the crowd gets it, so they're gonna they'll ride when there's like a couple little blips along the way because they know like it'll hit the right spots. Right, it's good. If it's you I don't have the time to do that. We did the two shows in Boston. Oh my god! If you would have walked Ooh. out from behind stage, oh how was Boston that? Were show, they nice to you? Oh, so good. I came Our out there shows in, are always... in in the busy B New York Yankees like oh, half yeah. zip thing. So we come out and the lights come on and everyone's cheering and they see his outfit and they just start. Booing. Yes. Just <laughs> you would thought we were like pitching game seven at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> they are just flaming him. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah it, they're going louder and louder. But the game we played was after, was it game seven Celtics Philly? Yeah. Or game five. Yeah. Game five. So our, we played, our show was an hour after that game. So it was. Oh, it, it shit, was, we're in Boston the same night. I it didn't was hit or miss because I remember like they almost lost in the confetti and all yeah. that stuff. And so I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm like, if they lose this game, 
Yeah. We are going to get hell tonight. Like, <laughs> and you, if they lose that game and you came out in that yank outfit, we did not leave Boston alive that night. But they <laughs> won. And you know might what? as well would have came out with Ben Simmons and fared better. But everyone is so happy the rivalry is back. It's, oh, yeah. It's just, this is fun. It's fun. It's, we're back, it's baby. Fun. It's fun yeah. and it's like, baseball needs little things like that. Like, baseball, I love the game and everything, but sometimes you're just yeah, sitting it's there fucking just boring. Like, Jesus Christ. If you're 20 years old, you're like, yo, this is boring as shit. But like if there's if you if there's drama, then it's just like oh I got a reason to watch this. You know, my son like, will only watch like the last two innings with me. Yeah, yeah. He's like I'll same. come back for the eighth inning. Yeah, same. Like my son, my son, bad side for baseball. Yeah. My son, every girl I've ever dated, he'll be like, oh, this is a good. I forgot to ask you about Fortnite because that's all. Oh, my, yeah. we had to take it away from my son because he was was, was he too started, much or was he buying stuff? Uh both. Wow. But same, he was starting yeah. to he you know he was get mad when he's. He's 10 mm -hmm. and he's pissed off because somebody shot him in Fortnite and then he's going to school and it's like he's That's going true. to school pissed off. He's like, this probably isn't good. This isn't right? good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I mean, it's funny because my wife is, my son is seven. Yeah. Was like, he oh, shouldn't be playing right. this. He shouldn't be playing this a violent video game. And he's like killing somebody with a pickaxe because <laughs> he doesn't have a gun yet. And I'm just like, yo, get him, get him. Just keep walking in a circle. Uh, keep going in a circle. Keep going in a circle. He can't hit you. And he just killed the guy with a pickaxe. And I was like, yeah, and I high fived him. And my wife was just like, you're ruining our this children. This is terrible. My yeah. friend's son ran up $470 on, on in-app purchases on Fortnite. Ooh. Well, I got that, a call. That's a, to me, that's a parental That's fault. a parental yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, you that can, sounds like, that sounds yeah. like you don't want to deal with your You didn't check the right box. Right. No, you know it it's very easy to control You got to set up the parental control. Yeah. Yeah. I never did it because the Xbox was my thing. Well, you but also make it so that they have to. you have to put the password in every time they buy something. Right. And they don't know the password. That's it. They're not buying anything. To me, I have no kids. I'm like, you could... They can buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. what kids yeah. can do? What? Yeah, no. it's wild because like I like the Xbox was my domain. Like I got the Nintendo Switch. I was like, yo, this is your guys' thing. Here's your Super Mario. Here's your Kirby. Here's your whatever. The Xbox is mine. Yeah, all those games with the army guys on the front and the guns and like the Madden and the 2K. That's all my shit. It's on this side of the TV stand. Now imagine you're a little your kid. Do you want to play this side. little whack ass uh, Nintendo Switch and play Mario Kart? Or do you want to play Call of Duty Five where you could like rip out people's spines? Which you one looks saying? better? You know what I mean? I didn't realize that. As you get older, it's like, yo, I want to do the same shit my kids, my friends are doing. So his little friend got Fortnite, and he's like, Daddy, do you have Fortnite? And I was like, yeah, how did you know that? And he's like, Jaden plays Fortnite. And I was like, every badass kid is named Jaden, by the way. So he's like, Jaden has Fortnite. Yeah. He's like, Jaden has Fortnite. Except for Will Swiskin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Fortnite, low key, a badass. Fortnite is just teaching kids architecture. Yeah, it is. It's a gateway drug. And it's funny because like, like whenever my wife comes in, I just switch over to the building mode. And I'm like, oh, we're building we're a building, building a tower. Yeah, yeah. We're building a tower. Yeah. Somebody's head is like exploded yeah, behind like, you. Splattered. Like somebody comes and jumps out of air with a shotgun. It was very humbling for me because I, I was there for the entire era of video games. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was there from in the late 70s playing the stupid handheld Mattel football with oh, the like the L yeah. LED, whatever All the LCD way through, thing. Television and Atari. And I was really good at video games, but you get older, your reflexes aren't as good. Yeah. And then my son and his and his buddy Ben Williams is over and they're playing Fortnite. And then it's like, Dad, you play one, and I play, and I'm terrible. And yeah. they're laughing at Dude, me. Look at old guy. You're like, like Kendrick Perkins. I was like, Kendrick Perkins getting taught. I was like, well, you know what? Put on Pitfall, and we'll yeah. see who sucks. Yeah. Street Fighter yeah. 2, let's go. Yeah. They're like, no, I'll I don't get play the that. television. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm Miss Pac Man. Let's was, see who sucks. I was watching this kid play so Fortnite, bad. and his mother's like, pause it and come here. She's like, 
You can't pause video games, Moss. She's so stupid. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, you used to be able to. Sorry. Yeah, kids are mean oh, when they. Yeah. Kids are oh, Jesus. Oh, like you're so, they're oh, like, you're so, so dumb. Stupid. You don't know like, anything. Like, like, like literally today before I flew out, like my kids are making me feel like an asshole because he was playing Splatoon, which is like some game where you have to like cover the cover stuff with paint, paint yeah. and like you oh, and, yeah. and turn into a squid and fly up this thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, can you beat this boss for me? And I was just like, yeah, of course I can. I'm like, I'm a video game master. I play every video game. And I couldn't do it. And he's like, he just, the look of disappointment look in his like, face. Yeah. He's like, you suck. And then like my four-year-old grabs it. It's just like, yo, you got to do this. And then beats it in two seconds. I was just like, wow. I would have just taken the game system away from them. I'd be like, y'all, <laughs> y'all on punishment. Well, I, so my son's in fourth grade. And the entire, it's like, you know, it's like a real thing. If yeah. you're not, if you're not playing Fortnite, you're not in the loop. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not. it's very. So we we had taken away from him for a week because we were afraid he was going to stab one of us to death or yeah. something. Like With it, a was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like maybe take a break for this. You just go in his room like, what are you, why are you stockpiling yeah. all this lumber? What? what are you doing? What are you? Are you building like, a trap? We're like, Ben, you guys stop playing Fortnite. Fuck you! Like, it's like okay, 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 don't kill us. Sorry, never mind. Um, so we took it away for a week. He's like. I got to keep playing all the... Everyone else friends. is playing. Everybody's loving the group, and I'm not. And yeah. I'm left out of the conversations, yeah, and they're playing. It's it's, they're having a battle royal today. And it's like, yeah, these are not real problems. These are not real problems whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. good. I went in the barbershop the other day, and it's full to capacity. And I'm just like, I'm never going to get a cut. And I asked the barber, I was like, how many heads you got? Who's next? He was like, no, nah, they're all playing Fortnite. It's all these kids sitting around on their phone, and they meet in the barbershop, and they play what? I was like, watch I go steal cars or sell drugs. Go do something bad that teenagers do. What is this staying home and playing? I'm being responsible. Well, now there's this other, this carrot lingering over everything, which we didn't have when we, when you were kids and when I, like, you can actually make money from this now. Oh, yeah. yeah. My son's like, but dad, I'm going to be a gamer. I'm going to be a gamer. going to make money on Twitch. Going yeah. pros. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's wild. Not. Like, you see these tournaments and they're like legit. There's like 20,000 people there. It's yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, I saw, I watched something like this Dominican guy recently like won the World Street oh, Fighter yeah. tournament or whatever. Wow. And I was just like, wow. Big win for the Dominicans. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Okay, cool. So, like, I looked more into it and I watched like YouTube video of it and it was like in a legit arena. Yeah. There was thousands was of, of people, people there. there. Watching on this giant monitor. This could be your like, next career move. You announce, you announce the E League stuff. Uh, no, nah, not touching well, until, until Francesca touches. The, it. The, I need, the I need my Francesca. <laughs> I need my Francesca to start calling esports. Well, uh, first of all, I think uh, esports is uh, bullshit. E it's very. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Mike, I got to trade in uh, Fortnite. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here. Steve, give me another diet call. Uh, have you? Have you gone on, or are you? Are you? Would he ever have you on? We're trying to have him on. I feel like he has no idea who we are. No, he I, mentioned us. I'm once. gonna work someone, on that. Someone I'm gonna work called on once it. and was just like, "Hey, hey you ever heard of uh, the Boudet, uh, Dizzy Zamero on Vice? That they always talk about you." He was like, he hung up. He was like, "Yeah, apparently you must work for that show, and you think you're gonna use my show to get a little free promo for your show?" No, yeah, not yeah, exactly. I was like, "What are you talking?" Like he's in he's I, in Mike Francesca. I'm gonna world. work on him. I'm gonna work on him. Have him on if he came on your show. Oh, oh my god, god. that would be the greatest half hour World's I've had in 2018. Let me tell you something. If he what wants, would his rainbow be? Mike, oh, oh, back man. after this. Back after back this. this. Uh, back after this. <laughs> one word. Give me another Diet Coke. Glaybar uh, <laughs> <Clay> forever. <laughs> love, love Mike. Uh, thanks, fellas. This thanks is fun as always. Oh, Good luck with your thing this weekend. Thank so you, much man. Right. time, man. We do this all night. Yeah. All right, thanks to Andy Sandberg. Thanks to Deezus Amaro. 
Thanks to nephew Kyle. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, our presenting sponsor. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to HBO. Remember, courtside at the NBA Finals coming June 19th. You'll, you'll see emotional moments like uh, Jalen Rose and I hugging each other like Andy and Red at the end of Shawshank. No, that's really not there. No, but we'll have some good stuff. Check it out. June 19th, the BS Podcast is going to be back. Next time you hear from me, I'm going to be in Cleveland, Ohio, in some hotel room, hopefully with, with somebody you like. I want to see them on a way so-